show. It's a fresh show, and it's on tonight. It's a fresh show, and tonight. It's the best, it's the best, it's the best, it's the best, it's the best show that you've ever heard. It's the best show, hosted by Tom Sharpling. It's the best show. And it's live. It's the best. It's the best. It's the best. It's the best. It's the best show. Everybody's in the studio. Got AP Mike and Pat Burns. And Dudio's back tonight from what I heard. Although I haven't seen him, I think he's here. Because we've had bad weather tonight. And we'll see. If he makes it here, and the best show, best show, best show, best show, best man. All right. All right, enough of that. Ah! I'm to run a tight ship here. Oh my goodness. Hey everybody, it's the best show. What's up tonight, everybody here, as we have fun on this beautiful May evening. It's May, right? May of 2018. As we move through the year, like lightning itself, the year, the months fall away like calendar pages in a old reminiscence. Yet here we find ourselves in May of 2018, and here I find myself with you, and you find yourself with me. Tonight on The Best Show, revenge movie, not, not just movies, top revenge stories, top 50 revenge stories of all time. What are they? You'll, we'll talk about it, and what does it take to make a good revenge story, and yeah, uh, all sorts of stuff, and you got uh, Stephanie uh, Robinson will be here later. That'll be fun. She's a writer, a smart person, talented. Must be nice to be talented. I have nothing except the best show is all I have. I have no talent. You know that. I've just got some elbow grease. All I got is this elbow grease, and I... Uh, do what I do and hope you don't notice I don't bring a whole lot to the table. But what I do bring to the table to you is the best show. So let's start it. And if we get going now, it'll be over soon. Best show!
Hi, welcome. I'm not going to talk like that. Hi, I'm not going to talk like that either. That's not very good. Hey, everybody. Man, it's not great, but I'm going to... Hi, I don't like that. What's up? That sounded desperate. Hey, everybody. Nope. Hey, it's the bet. Mike, what happened to my voice? I don't know. I forgot how to talk. Hey everybody, it's the best show. What's up tonight? It's Tom, and I'm here with you for uh, the rest of the evening, right? Yeah. Till midnight. Your friend Tom Sharpling, and we're going to go all the way through to, I don't know when. We'll see. We'll see how much of the show we do. Maybe it'll be five more minutes. Maybe it'll be uh, three hours. I don't know. I don't know anymore. I just, guys, I just like, I'm out on a limb, guys. I just go where, I just go where it takes me now. You hear that, Mike? Wherever it takes me, I go. Like a leaf. Blow, I'm, I just go with the flow now. It's the new me. I go with the flow. Go with the flow. No, I don't go with the flow. You know that. The phone number 201-332-3484 here tonight on this lovely May evening where we are somehow in the middle of what is it, a monsoon outside? I don't know, it rolled in, it was like, oh, it cooled down a little bit. And then like these, then suddenly it's like, oh, the sky, it's it's dark now out at night. Oh, but it's 4.30 in the afternoon. Like what, what? What am I in an Avengers movie now? Right, right. What was Thanos rolling in here? Is that next? How'd you like that Avengers movie, Mike? What's that? That's great. We'll talk more about that later. I want to tell you, we just heard "Cut Worms." That's a great song, "Cut Worms" from the new album called "Hollow Ground." That's a song called "Cash for Gold." Jag Jaguar put out the album. It just came out. That's a dude who's, uh, I think he's in, in, uh, in New York City. I think that's where that guy is. It's good, though. I like it. Album's really good. Cut Worms. They're out and about on tour. I think they're out with King Tough, featuring our friend uh, Nicole, who was in studio a few weeks ago playing guitar for King Tough now. Yeah. Cut worms. So, let's think what we gotta do here. Alright, who's, uh, Mike, Mike, who's good here? Line three. Let's get right into the phones. We'll just get the, get the action going, right? Because people are always just like, let's get the action. How do you feel about this sports betting, Mike? Think it's good, right? I think it's good because it just it, uh, America wasn't crumbling fast enough, right? Yeah, there was the end. The end still seemed a little too far away. That now everyone would everyone the ruination wasn't enough that you could go on a website and be like in New Jersey suddenly it's like I got to find one of those commercials. You know those? Did you see those commercials? The ones where they're just like. I got a casino in my house now. It's like, like I gotta play one of them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
I went broke playing a Guns N' Roses slot machine in my kitchen. Betfair is a thing. And they show these commercials. This is not the one. There's, there's one that's like cool where everybody's like on a basketball court playing. It's like, that's not the... Where, where's one of the ones where it's just like they show these people... They show these people and they're just like... Like, I believe that this is honest. Like, this is... I, I won... I won $5,000 and I think, but these people look just trampled on by life. And these are like the people that they put in the commercial. Who'd they leave out? These people like defeated. No, these are the winners. And they, they look like they've been run over by like the tractor trailer of life, like backed over a couple times. Here we go. This is, this is the one where this guy. Oh, these these people. I gotta play this. Hold on. Hold on. Someday I'll have some high tech stuff where I can just pull clips up like this. Doing everything myself. You think you think I had like a one man band, like I have symbols strapped to my knees. It's amazing. I have a slot machine in my kitchen. Go to BetfairCasino.com or download the and Betfair also, Casino. This is not a commercial. Don't go to Betfair Casino. I'm not this is not some stealth commercial I'm doing. It's amazing. I had a, a casino in my kitchen. It's amazing. I have a slot machine in my kitchen. Go to BetfairCasino.com or download the Betfair Casino app. And when you sign up, you'll get $10 free. Act now. Oh, look- wow. A whole $10. That's, you press the button once, it's like, yeah, your $10 is gone. Pull your first deposit up to $1,500. My first time playing online, and I won 15000 Don't feel like a long... The second time he played online, he lost twenty. It's like... Join the home of the largest online casino payout in New Jersey. Go to BetfairCasino.com and claim your bonuses today. I won. I won. I won on BetfairCasino.com. Betfair. I got that Philly accent in there. On BetfairCasino.com. Make sure. It's for the people who don't want. There's a casino everywhere now. Because it used to be like, oh, it's Las Vegas or Atlantic City or like maybe like some riverboat or whatever. It's like legal on like a riverboat. Now, now it's like, now there's casinos in like like Connecticut. And there's like all the like the native the Indian reservation casinos where it's just like Mohegan Sun and Foxwood and and then suddenly there was one out right outside of New York opened up and then they opened one up literally in Philadelphia. Like, in the downtown area of Philadelphia, there's just a casino there now. But what I want written... Mike, write this down. This is what I, this is what I want written on my, on my tombstone. I'm serious about this. Someone's got to keep track of my legacy. And there's no joke. All kidding aside. Transcribe this. You have a pen? This is what I want written on my tombstone. It's amazing. I have a slot machine in my kitchen. Go to Okay. I just wanted to say Tom Sharpling. Just write dead. Don't even write the years. It's amazing. I got a slot machine in my kitchen. What made me start talking about this? I'm like eight subjects away already. It's amazing. Oh, look who it is. My my. Welcome back. Yeah, thank you. Look, as I live and breathe, look, uh, look, look who's graced us. 
Mike. Right, Mike? Right? The Emperor. The Emperor is back. This is gonna be this is gonna be your new theme music studio. Let's listen. It's uh I guess I don't have it on my laptop. Okay, fine. I don't have your theme music yet. It's a whole night of hearing me type. Not the kind of show I like doing. This is your new theme music. presence of the Lord. We know when you roll in. How are you, though? It's good to see you. You were missed. Because I'll say this. Look, it's been fun working on the show with the guys, right? But without you around, I, I can't, I, I'm thr- it's, it's just seeing you proudly look at me, I can't, all of it's going, all the nice things I'm saying have dried up. All the nice things I'm saying dried up right now. I am not proudly looking. I'm, I'm very happy no. to be here. Ready to receive a compliment. I don't No, I don't like it. I don't like this. Go back go go back to wherever. Where were you? Where were you? Los Angeles? Best show, hi. Hi, you, Mr. Oh, uh, Chaplin. This boy. is Texas Bob Williams. I'm a friend of Avalanche Bob. Oh, goody. Hey, it's Avalanche Bob. Well, it's not. It's Av- what is it? Bob? What? Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, Tom. Um, Avalanche did a song last week uh, that was written by me. That was not Avalanche's song. Now, Avalanche is here with me. Just a minute. Okay. Hi, Tom. This is Avalanche Bob. Last week, I did a song. I messed it up. Yeah. So, that, um, what was that song called uh, again? Bob is here tonight, and he'll do the song the right way. Now, this isn't a dirty song. Okay. This is a uh, song about uh, a beautiful girl and a pussycat, and uh, you can take it any way you want. Do I have to take it? You want to hear it, Tom? Do I have a choice? Yeah, this song. Would you like to hear the song? Sure. Let's hear the song. Okay, here we go. Well, I was taking a walk early one morning when I heard a voice calling me. Honey, come get my pussy down, dug up in a tree. I turned around to see who it was. Why did I pass and see? A beautiful girl in a black bikini standing under a tree. Oh, yeah, she said, I'm a poor little girl all alone in the world. I just moved in the house next door. Ran outside to get my pussies in the mouth. And my pussy got ran out the door. Well, I climbed up the tree. I and clearly I did something wrong in like a previous life. Just like, is this payback? Right 
If it's payback, if, if, if I can find out that this is indeed payback, I'll accept my... my Like the other day, I was on the uh, I was on the subway yesterday, Mike. That's right, the subway. And I step on, and I see there's a clear area over in the corner. It's a crowded subway car. It's like a clear area, and the guy just goes, "Hey, watch your step!" Like a guy sitting down near it goes, "Hey, watch your step!" I look. Oh, it's because there's uh, human uh, refuse all over the place. All over the place. Oh, oh, yeah, great. Yes, look, the guy did me a solid. But watch your step is putting it lightly. Watch your step. That's what that called. That, that was the audio version of that. When I was a good thing with the... Where's that go? My, hey, well, who's good here, Mike? Four. Okay. Best show, hi. Hi, Tom. Hi, to whom am I speaking? This is Dave from Knoxville. Oh my good. It's Dave from Knoxville. Dave from Knox. How are you, Dave? It's been a while. Doing just fine. It's been How a while. You? Who sang that song? It's been a while. It's been a while. So what's going on you know, down there in Knoxville, Tennessee? Same old nothing. I'm between sessions, so I don't call a lot because I have to wake up at 5.30 to get to work. But uh, I'm off at the moment, so I thought I would call in and just... Uh, let you know how much I'm enjoying the show. Oh, that's nice of you to say. Absolutely. I'm trying, Dave. I'm trying. You're doing great work. All I can do is try. Even if unappreciated, you're doing it. You're doing it right. I think it's. I think we do all right. I think people appreciate us, right? Mostly. We do all right. Look, I'm not in this for the. I, you know, I do this for the show for Dave. Me. Yeah, okay. If it sounds right to me, I, I can't worry about no one else. 
I know what sounds right. I can't I can't do it for everybody. I do it for me and for a few other people. That's it. That's it. And I Can I be on that small trade? Sure. Yeah, you can. Great. I'll put you on the short list of the thing that I do it for. Mike. Great. Put Dave on the short list of people I do the show for. <laughs> hey, I do have a quick idea for you. you. You know, you've given me so much over the years, and I'm always looking for opportunities to give back. Yes. So I had an idea. What's the idea? All right. So this this awful Me Too mess. I mean, these people should just be hung out to dry. Which people, uh, and though? It, and it's let me just make sure. Let me make sure you're yeah. saying the right people should be hung out to dry. Which people? The let people, me, the accusers, or the accused? The the accused. Okay, just want to make sure. Uh, I just want to make sure. And so I had an idea. Uh, you, you know, the you ever see the movie Under the Sea? Under the Sea. What is that now? It's Kevin Spacey doing a Bobby Darren biopic. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't get around to it. So, if you cut out Kevin Spacey from that movie, you got you probably actually have an entertaining twenty minutes. But mm-hmm. it wouldn't work as a movie, right? Without Kevin Spacey in it, right? Yeah, but, I'd say the movie, you, the, the Bobby Darren movie, might be hard if you cut the guy who played Bobby Darren out of it. Yeah, and it would be hard to cut anybody else in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you, you, you're doing all this voice work and. Uh, and lauded for it. I'm trying, bro. So I'm trying. There's a there's a great movie out there uh, called Moon. You seen Moon? Moon. That's the uh, the the uh, the Duncan Jones movie. That's right. Where he's where he got a uh, uh, Sam Rockwell's riding a, a, a dune buggy on the moon. Absolutely. And the robot is voiced by who? Kevin Spacey. Yeah, so loop me in. That's if that's what you're saying. That's, yeah, I like that. That is what I'm saying. Send send these movies back to the drawing board, right? Like movies. You and Dudio, you and Dudio could do this in a hot afternoon, look, Tom. I don't want Dude. Look, this Dudio gets enough breaks as it is, right? <laughs> well, you need a technical person, right? Yeah, I, I, I can figure that. Look, God, look, I love Dudio. I love this guy. I love him. But at some point, I gotta get my, I gotta get mine. You know what I mean? I gotta get mine. I gotta, I gotta do a voice and in, in reboot the movie Moon and do the re-record Kevin Spacey part. I gotta cut Dudio in on that. Yeah. Well, you have to pay him. You need somebody to push the button. Yeah, let the studio to pay him. And what's he but say in the movie? Look out for that moon rock. Yeah, yeah. Stuff that. like that. I would love to see a cut of that movie with Tom Sharpling's yeah. voice in place of Kevin Spacey's. Look out for that moon rock. You, yeah, watch you out got for it. that moon rock. Okay. Well, this dude, the, the director of that is Duncan Jones, and I'm putting the word out. Duncan, if you want your movie to not be some weird laughing stock, because you got Kevin Spacey in it, let, let me consider me to re-record it. And, and you know Duncan is David Bowie's son, and you have promoted Bowie. Yes, I broke him. Many, many say I made him in America. <laughs> Dave, this is a fantastic idea. This is a fantastic idea. I love it. Yeah, all right. 
Uh, um, I, I can't wait to see and hear it. Yeah, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, Dave. Well, look, how are you feeling? Good? Uh, feeling good. Well, uh, you remember, I don't know if you remember, I called when, um, oh, God, now I'm going to blank. When Joe Mandy was on. Yes. I called a while back, and I said that I wanted to be the Jared of the best show. Did Jared, the subway guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I wasn't I sure why the... you were saying that then, and I'm still not sure. Uh, you know, it's a great promotional thing. And, yeah, but why but would anyway, you play uh, yourself with this uh, this uh, sub uh, pervert? Well, we didn't know he was a pervert for a long time. I well, I like Joe Mandy pervert. Saying, you... Yeah, yeah, the pre pervert Jared of the best show. Uh, so towards find... that end, you can pick someone who never turned into a pervert, though. Why are you why are you saying you want to be the Jared from Subway of the best show but the pre-pervert one? Just pick someone who's because, not a pervert. Because my OCD plays into this right, well, into this path. So since I made that call that night, yeah. I have walked 850 miles mm-hmm. and I have walked 1.7 million steps. All right, so you are you're get you're getting healthy. I love it. I'm working on it. Good. That's what I want to hear. I'm glad you 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 owe it to yourself to do that. You do it for yourself. If I could just be funnier, we'd oh, have you're doing everything you, we you, need. You don't worry about that. You're you're funny enough. You're plenty funny. You're plenty. Funny. Right, I mean, you, you have an awesome show tonight, All right, my friend. I will talk to you soon. All right. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new Office Hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here, too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. Who are the animals? Because I don't smell them. All right. So look. Look, dude, this studio's back. First of all, is the pizza here? Yeah. Which one showed up? The good one. The square one? Right, you're a little too enthusiastic about the pizza. It's just pizza. Calm down. Yeah. I know you're back from L.A. and they don't make good pizza out there. Right? Yeah. Eh, look. It's fine. People act like they can't choke down pizza from anywhere. Just eat it. It's pizza. It's all good. This New York pizza. Some of the worst pizza I ever had is in New York. So look, the studio's back. Mike says to me, though, Mike, Mike, I got a bone to. I got like, do I do I have a bone to pick with studio? Yeah, a little bit. But the uh, number one on the hot seat tonight is AP Mike. Why? This is what this guy says to me. Hey, I know you don't like the Grateful Dead. But check out this. This is the best show ever. And it gives me three, he gives me this the Grateful Dead CDs to listen to. Well, what's, what's the date of the show again? 5877. 5, and he's like, this is a classic. 
So I'm going to listen to this. Finally, I, I had it in my bag for for months. This is the CD. It's all getting scratched up. I'm just like, at some point, it's not going to play. I gotta, I gotta, um, I gotta, I gotta play it or or throw it in the trash. Like, fine, let me play this thing. So I play it five five eight seventy seven at Cornell University. And he's like, this is, this is one of the greatest shows ever. I listen to this thing. I'm just going to let the music do the talking. Let's take a listen to They're going to pop around on this for a second. Who does the song El Paso originally, Mike? Yeah. Look at this. This good? This, like just that? It's this. It's this uh, atrocious country cover. And then, then they do another one. Mama tried. Which who's that? Waylon Jennings, Hank Williams. No, it's not Hank Williams. Merle Haggard. Yeah. That sucked. But the worst thing. One of the worst things I ever heard. Imagine this. First of all, you owe me. Hours of my life back. Hours. I'm holding you accountable. Because what was this thing, 19 hours long? They do this version of Dancing in the Street. Like you'd think they were mad at it. minutes long. Best shows ever? What do the bad ones sound like? Like, what's a bad one sound like? This is one of the best ones. They, they played 8 million shows. You give me this one concert to listen to as like, this is a good one. Not even this is a good one. This is one of the best ones. Bands together 48 years. They got 10 million live shows. And this is what I'll say. Did I listen to it all the way through? Yeah, I did. The second CD, I started listening to Dancing in the Streets. I play five minutes of it. I have to get out of my car. I get back in. It starts back at the beginning again. I'm like, should I jump ahead on this? No, I'm not. I'm going to listen to it again. I want, I want to be able to look Mike in the eye. Say I heard every second of this thing. And this is what I'll say. This is, this is my, you tell me if this is correct, Mike. This is, this is where I'm at on this, the Grateful Dead now. So, hey, 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 it's not for me. 
It's clearly not for me. It's not for me. It's 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 it sounds so mopey and droopy. It just it sounds like it's. it's So, but this is the thing. These Jerry Garcia things. There's a good, look, of course he can play guitar. He sounds like a great guitar player. I get it. He's an all right singer. He would be like a good fourth singer in a band. Like the four, he'd be like the, like if he was in the band, he'd be like the, whatever, Garth Hudson or whoever would sing a song. Like, oh, he's going to sing one. But the other, the thing, he's all right. I'm going to say this. He's all right. This is where I come away from this, Mike. Jerry Garcia's all right. The thing, uh, Morning Dew, that's a good song. There's better versions of it. Better versions. Uh, uh, Lee Hazelwood's version's better. But I get it. It's good. I, I appreciate it where he's, the, but the, I think the, the rest of the band's even worse than I thought they were. I think he's a little better. He's a lot better than I thought he was. The rest of the band's worse. This Bob Weir. You know who he reminds me of? Picture this. Picture like a regional jean store in like the 70s and 80s. Right? Like a guy who owns like six jean stores that are in like malls and stuff. Like a local, he's like a local jeans king or something, right? And he's the guy who just wears jeans. He's like, he's like kind of the guy who'd be like, hey, come on down to House of Jeans. He'd be like a cool, cool guy as far as he's, like he thinks he's cool. And he's a creep though, right? Like wears satin shirts, half disco, half total selling drugs out of his jeans store, Right? groping employees left and right. Hey, you can't tell. I'm the jeans king. That's who he reminds me of. Like a a, a crooked uh, denim salesman. Yeah, no, he starts wearing short. Yeah, short short, shorts. Daisy Dukes on stage. Just what you want to see. Bob Weir and Daisy Dukes. So look, th- I guess thank you for letting me hear that, Mike. You helped me kind of close the, the thing out. Now, I don't ever want to hear anything from them again. This is done. This this experiment is over. They, It's not for me. Look, maybe I, what, what do I like? If I if I was okay with a couple of those Jerry Garcia things, maybe that's more the, the dude I like or something. I don't know. You know what? I'm not going to find out. I don't care. I already put way too much into this. Dancing, dancing, dancing in the streets. Calling out around the world. Dancing in the streets. Guy blows. Bob Weir. All right, who's good here, Mike? I want to finish this up and then... One, one, here. Beshow, hi. Dancing. Hi, Tom. Yes, hi. Welcome. Hi, this is uh, Tommy in Pacific Grove. Tommy in Pacific California. Grove, California. Where's Pacific Grove yeah. now? I've uh, I got one for the topic. Where's Pacific Grove, my friend? Pacific Grove is in California. It's uh, near Monterey. Near Monterey. Okay. Yeah, yeah. there, you big deadhead. 
I am a big deadhead. How do you know? Because you live in Pacific Grove. I didn't know we had a rep as being deadheads. You said it's next to Monterey. It's not. I didn't know Monterey had a rep for being a big uh, deadhead zone. All right. Well, okay. what, what do you got? What do you got for this thing? Cause we're going to talk about revenge uh, later in the show. We'll be talking about that with our friend uh, Stephanie Robinson. Will be, we'll talk about that with her. But uh, I'll let you start it off. What do you got? Sure. Um, my revenge story comes from uh, Keith Richards' autobiography, Life. And um, it involves the Stones, of course, in 1983, I guess, right before they were about to record Dirty Work. They were all posted up in a hotel. And um, for whatever reason, Mick Jagger called Charlie Watts. And the way he beckoned uh, Charlie, he said, um, where's my drummer? And I guess Charlie's response was to put on his best suit and he marched upstairs and decked Mick Jagger in the face. And he did. He looked him in the face. Did what now? He uh, he decked Mick Jagger in the face. He punched him. He punched him out. Yeah, he punched him out. And Keith relates it that uh, Mick was about to um, fall through like the window out of a balcony, and the only reason Keith saved him was because Mick was wearing his uh, Keith's wedding suit. Or wedding jacket. Mm-hmm. So that's a, that sounds more like assault, though. That's not exactly revenge, because the guy, guy, uh, well, guy, guy insulted someone, then you shove him out a window. Well, fair point, but I, I think uh, Charlie took the exception exception to being called a uh, mixed drummer. Mm-hmm. So this one will not stand. Best show, hi. Hello? Yeah, hi. Well, welcome to the best show. Hi. Oh, hi, Tom. This is uh, Chuck uh, from Milltown, New Jersey. Chuck from Milltown, New Jersey. What's going on tonight, Chuck? Uh, I had something for the topic. What do you got? Uh, the Van Morrison uh, Revenge recordings. Yeah, that's pretty good. When he was fighting with his record label and then he goes and records like literally the dumbest album you've ever heard. Right, it was like 31 nonsense songs, like all about a minute each. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. We're not starting the list yet, but you're a, you, you, you might have primed the pump there, my friend. Okay. <laughs> all right, thanks. All right, thanks, Tom. Right. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's a Grateful Dead thing. They're not good. That's not good. Like in the scheme of things, it sounds like they sound like if if uh, it sounds like if you gave like like Wilco like Novocaine shots in their hands and mouths. But I sat I sat in that car for three hours listening to that dumb thing. Best show, hi. Hi, Tom. Yeah, hi. Welcome. Oh, my God. I'm a little, little starstruck. Well, Jeepers. Uh, you, who's this? This is Josh in Portland. Josh in Portland. Don't be stars. Why would you be star? It's me. We're talking. 
Oh, well, that's amazing. I'm very, I'm very happy to be talking to you. Well, it's sweet to have you on the show. What's up, Chief? Well, I, I wish I had a revenge story. I uh, don't really have one, but I just wanted to call and say uh, thank you for making the best podcast there is, and I just look forward to it every week. You're right. Well, thank you for saying And look, I agree. I, 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 I agree. I agree. Thank you. And can I just say one more thing? I wanted to thank Pat Byrne, too, because he yeah. had said some nice words about some music that I made, and it meant a lot to me. And what, and so, what music uh, did you make? What is this now? Um, well, I'm, I make music. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to plug myself. I just want to say thanks to Pat. No, no, no. You walked all the way to the edge of a uh, plug. Don't pull back now. <laughs> okay, well, I, I make music under the name of The Modern Folk, and Pat had given me a very complimentary quote about the most recent album I made, and I really just wanted to say thanks. It meant a lot to me. Well, that's nice. Pat's a nice guy. Pat says you're welcome. Oh, thank you. Yeah, there you go. Very exciting. You and Pat, best buds, huh? <laughs> so, um, well, yeah. Well, thank you. Look, I'll yeah. say this about the show. We do the show. It's it's we don't. Uh, it, it, there's no uh, there's no ads on it. It's not behind any kind of paywall. Show's available for everybody. The all we have, we have this Patreon, patreon.com slash the best show. And that's how you support the show. And that's what you go there, patreon.com slash the best show. And you, if you can do a dollar a month, you do a dollar a month. You do more than that, you, you do more and we give you stuff for, wait, who's back? Who's barking there? Who's that? Uh, I'm walking, I'm walking my dog. So actually, some other dog. What's your dog's name? In- uh, pep, pepper, or pep, pepper. Pep. I call it pep, pep. Pep, pep. Yeah. But your dog's name is the proper name is Pepper. Yeah, but you know you call your dog by a lot of different names sometimes. I think I'm sure you know what I mean. Yeah, you throw, you give your dog a little, a little uh, nicknames, a little fun nicknames. So what, what's the deal with the Pepper? Where'd you get Pepper? Um, I got it from a lady who uh, had one too many pets and she was trying to get rid of her and I just went over there and picked her up and I've, I've had her ever since <laughs> great I love it you took care of a dog in need yeah she, you're alright alright buddy thanks Tom you have a great night you too so anyway, yeah, it's patreon.com slash the best show. And we have all sorts of stuff going up there. We have the friends podcast goes up, uh, exclusively for, for, uh, a, a window on the Patreon. And get this. If you're giving $10 a month or more by June 1st, you're going to get, uh, the first ever best show patch. We'll send you a best show patch. You put it on your jacket, your jean jacket, whatever you want. Your 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 motorcycle vest, your cuts, right? Is that what they call it? Right? They strip you of your cuts if you violate like a biker gang. They can't. Well, you will not get stripped of this patch, though. This best show patch, you will not get stripped of it. Is not is not the Sons of Anarchy. Another show Mike Mike ruined for me. Halfway through the season, halfway through the like you know, there was like a season left. Mike goes, "Hey, did you see so and so died on the show?" Like I wasn't up to that yet. I was like a f- couple episodes behind. 
I'm just like, yeah, I'm not watching it now. First of all, it's beyond, uh, because again, just imagine, I know I've said it before. If that actually happened, it would be the biggest news story in America. A hundred people dead in a, in a small town in California. All right. Phone number 201-332-3484. That is the number to be a part of the show tonight. Another thing I had to mention was the uh, the, che- the check. We sent the check out to the uh, Community Food Bank of New Jersey in honor of Hollywood Handbook. That went out. That I did. We did send a $250 check to the food bank in honor of rival podcast Hollywood Handbook. You happy to be back, Dudio? It's nice. Yeah. Yeah, you, it's nice. It's like going back uh, to your hometown, huh? Right? Stuff looks a little smaller now, though, right? Oh, wow, the hallways of my school are a lot narrower than I thought. Yeah. There's no way this dude, this dude, this dude's, he's got, he's got Hollywood in his eyes. Lipstick City. Right? Where's your favorite place to hang out? Where'd you hang out? The Grove? Right? You see Mario Lopez at the Grove? Fred Stoller? Who'd you see at the Grove? Who'd you see? Anyone? What's this guy taking the scenic route? The studio's ten feet away. Whatever. God bless you. God, you're back. I love it. I love Dudio. I love his energy and his enthusiasm. And he's back on the best show. We missed you. I missed you at least. Mike was not happy. He was loving it. Mike said to me last week, just like the good old days, huh? The pre-Dudio days. I said, no, that's wrong. You owe Dudio an apology. Best show, hi. Hi, Tom. This is Mary from Cambridge. Mary from Cambridge. Cambridge, uh, the... the... Cambridge, Massachusetts. And I'm calling because I just got back from hiking on the Appalachian Trail. Um, And Tom, I was in New Jersey, and New Jersey is... Beautiful and incredible, and I've hiked 1,400 miles of the trail, and the only state I was sad to leave was New Jersey. Jersey. Yeah, you know why? New Jersey's got it. That's what they say. Holy cow. I did not know this. I am embarrassed to say that I was not well-educated about New Jersey. What did you you think you were going to see on the Appalachian shelter in New Jersey? Car car, tire repair place? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I didn't really know, but the one place that I went that I was not looking forward to was a swamp. There's this section where the trail goes through like a mile and a half swamp that's a prehistoric lake. And, Tom, it 
like I giggled the whole way through. It was unbelievably beautiful with this boardwalk that, um, like a New Jersey boardwalk, but not like a New Jersey boardwalk. Was it called the Great Swamp you were in by any chance? Uh, I don't know what it was called. Um, Maybe. I don't know. I don't know if that's on the Appalachian Trail, but you walked. I don't think it is, actually. So you walked through the uh, the Appalachian Trail starting where, Mary? Well, this year, this year I started at Delaware Water Gap, so right at the Pennsylvania-New Jersey border. Okay. And then I hiked through all of New Jersey. There are 72 miles through New Jersey, and then I ended um, after Bear Mountain on the other side of the Hudson. So this wow. is my third run, and I'm just kind of chipping away at it. That's fantastic. And the, and the thing that really surprised me, which is like, like on the trail, every 10 miles or so, there are these shelters. They're just like three sides with an open wall and a, like a, a really basic to, a setting. lean-to. Yeah, it's like a lean-to, exactly. Mm-hmm. And you usually get a lean-to, but you don't know what else you're going to get. And if you're lucky, you get a picnic table. Mm-hmm. And, um, and usually you carry all of your food in a bag, which you have to hang from trees at night so the bears don't get it. Yeah. Um, and you had just to, you know, have like a little trowel to dig a hole in order to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. But all of the shelters in New Jersey had outhouses that um, not only did they have like the structure of the outhouse, but they also had toilet paper in them yeah. and hand sanitizer. It's a classy state. And this is, oh my God, this is, this is the part you're going to love, or Mike's, Mike is going to love, yeah. is that instead of having to hang your food um, 20 feet in the air from a tree, they had these bear boxes, which are these really large um, uh, metal boxes with a special way to open them so that the bears can't open them. Uh-huh. So it was wonderful. You could put your food in there. And Tom, three times at three different shelters, I opened up the bear box and somebody had left in there beer. Beer. Coors Light. Coors Light. That somebody, some local, had hiked up the mountain mm-hmm. to leave in there so that so you that the, the that long now. distance hikers could drink beer when they got there. Mary, Mary you shouldn't have said that now because AP Mike's going to walk the Appalachian Trail now, looking for free beer. <laughs> Whatever gets you out there to do it. Yeah. Hey, where's the free beer? I heard there's free beer in the woods. <laughs> yeah, there was. New Jersey. Well, I'm so glad you had a good time doing the trail. It's very exciting. It is very exciting. And I'm glad to be back. I missed your show the other week because uh, well, I was out hiking, so it's nice to be back to hear it. It doesn't go away. You can't uh, it's, it. it's always there. Yes. Thank God. Well, it's so nice to talk to you, and I hope I uh, I know who you are. Wait a minute, right? Don't I know you, Mary? You do. We have a mutual friend. We do. Well, I'd say more than a friend for you. He's at the baseball game right now. Yes. And he had a two-hour rain delay, so I I don't know. Maybe they're in, like, the third inning or something. Josh. Josh. He's dreamy. Josh Cantor, the organist for the Boston Red Sox. That's right. That's right. Boston Red Sox. Yes, and he also does a really good job getting the dishes done and making sure that the kitty litter box is empty. So he is a man of many talents. He's not too humble. He goes, he plays organ all night, then he goes home and changes the litter box. He's a good man. He's a good person. He is a good person. True story. Yeah. Well, Mary, I'm glad you're home safe and sound, and you uh, welcome back, and you have a grand evening. 
Thank you, Tom. Have a good night. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, here comes AP Mike on the Appalachian Trail. Hey, where's the beer? Where's the beer? Like going to what? Going to look in the boxes. Drives his car onto the Appalachian Trail. <laughs> hey, Pat. Pat left. He's walking his dog. He didn't leave. See, that's the dynamic right there. Studio. Pat left. It makes it sound like he it makes it sound like he had somewhere better to be. Then Mike is like, yeah, he's walking his dog. Yeah. Mike, it's my guest here. Would you would you do would you tell Dudio to to uh bring her in, please? To escort her. And make sure A she has a beverage and not that cheap Kirkland light. That's just for you. The guests don't drink Kirkland Light. You drink Kirkland Light, Mike. If I find out that Stephanie's drinking Kirkland Light, you're in such trouble. What now? Yeah, good. Okay, that's a, that's why we got the good stuff. That's not even that good. That's why we got the not horrible stuff for the guests. But Kirkland Light. You guys just drink Kirkland Light now. That's all we drink. That's it. You can sit there. Sit in the blue chair. Okay, all right. I'm seriously though. If what are you drinking, Mike? Coors Light. You're it's a demerit for you. I told you. Until you show me, you made look. You made me listen to this dumb Grateful Dead thing. You're on Kirkland Light for the rest of the summer. Okay. And Dudio, take the Kirkland Light out of the... Not even cold. I didn't want it cold for him. Okay. Skunk it. Just like put it in the alley? Yeah, skunk <laughs> it. Put it on the roof. Put it on the roof. And then when you want a beer, Mike, you have to go up and get a Kirkland Light off the roof. Right? Hot Kirkland Light. Oh, my goodness. Look who's here as I live hey. and breathe. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. It's my friend Stephanie Robinson. Bud, how's right? it going? Good. Welcome to the best show. I love it. Do you? I'm happy to be here. I love it already. What are they like out there? They're very, they're very sweet. You got a sweet little gang out here. Which one? Don't make me do this. No, no. You're, no. Okay. It's not going to happen. No one's being singled out. Okay. It's not a Stephanie Robinson game. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but... Which one creeped you out the most? Oh, come on, bud. Okay, what's that you're saying? You're mouthing Mike. Okay. <laughs> Mike. That's what I thought. I thought it would be Mike. Mike, you're, you know, work on it, Mike. Yeah. See, Mike? Mike, yeah. tighten it up. Don't creep the guests out. <laughs> it's hard, hard enough to get people to come down here anymore. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you. Thank Thanks you. for having me. This is an of honor. Course. Well, it's it's mutual. Oh, it's, come on! So now you, Stephanie Robinson, you are a true or false? You're a writer. True. 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 That's true. a true statement. Okay. True or false? You write for the show Atlanta. Also true. True or false? It's my favorite show. 
Ah, uh, I don't know. It's true. Is it true? Yes. That's really sweet of you. It's my favorite. Is it actually your favorite yes. show? It's my favorite. Probably my favorite show ever. No, come on. I'm not ever? kidding. Ever. What show would do? What I like better? I don't. You're really into Friends these days. Yes, but look, Friends is not even about good or bad. <laughs> Friends just is. Friends is like saying like, just like deal like 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 leaves or something Friends like is they're like just a, there. Is the Dunkin' Donuts. Friends of the world. Friends kind of is like Dunkin' Donuts. It's there. There. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. You can't remember it not being there. Yeah, there. Were, you, there was never a time where you, you know, could conceive of a world where Dunkin' Donuts did not exist. At this point, Friends has become like that because then it also is like. Sometimes you'd be like, "Eh, Dunkin' Donuts is all right." And other times you're just like, "Ugh, Dunkin' Donuts is disgusting." <laughs> exactly. But it doesn't leave. Yeah, never. But it's really sweet of you to say that Atlanta is your favorite show. Yes, I watch. When did you se- start? Wa- when did when did you decide that you needed to start watching it? Was it? Did you were, were you intrigued immediately, or was it after there was a little bit of buzz generated? No, and- no, 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 no. I was. This is the way my relationship with this went down. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna name names, but we are. Sure. Look, I'll say it's a Paul. Paul. Paul Sims. Yeah, Paul we Sims. know Paul. We know Paul Sims. Paul was saying like, "Hey, I'm working on this pilot with the, uh, with Donald Glover," and it was like, and it was like, then it was like two years went by, or like oh. almost, and then he was just like, "God." Then he like showed me an early link to it. Mm-hmm. He's like. You have one day to watch this. <laughs> and, like, I watched it, and I was like, oh, my God, this is great. Because it had a whole different energy than you think it's going to have. It's kind of nuts. I think I had the same reaction, too, when I got a similar link when mm-hmm. I was uh, um, in interviews to staff for the show. I think I had two days to watch it, and I mm-hmm. watched it, like, five times every day. Yeah. But I had it, and it was like, I, I couldn't wrap my mind around it at all. Because it seems like when you hear it that there's going to be like a show, like, oh, there's going to be like a hip-hop show on FX, you think it's going to be like straight out of Compton You think it's straight thing. out of Compton, like a little bit of Empire, at least that was my mm-hmm. my first impression when, you know, people were telling me about what it was and what the idea was, and then eventually people were, were agents and managers were like, it's kind of like Girls, but mm-hmm. set in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't, I still don't know what that means yeah and i don't think that's accurate at all but it, it was so strange that that's mm-hmm. sort of what people were saying yeah and it uh but then it was like yeah this is and i remember people being like like saying to people like they were like oh atlanta they're just like, what's that gonna be like and i was like hey it's i saw the pilot it's awesome <laughs> you're going to eat your words when you see it and then everybody ate their words everybody Every yeah, I All mean these comedy jerks. It's <laughs> too cool for school. Comedy people ready I'm to sure just there's dump on anything. People that still hate it, you know. There's people that still no, hate everything. Stupid. Now you've written, you've worked on the show since the get go. Since the beginning, yes, I have. And you wrote the Juneteenth episode. I did. I wrote the Juneteenth episode, season one. Um, but the thing people don't understand is like it's not like you just walked in and wrote that one and then you went home. <laughs> it's like you're there for the whole thing. Yeah. 
and you every there's a part of everybody who writes on a thing in every episode of a show. Like people yeah. never understand because they're always just like, "Dude, they must have got new writers." Like when a thing isn't <laughs> the way, like when it changes, like, yeah, right, right, right. As if there's just like this like storage locker. <laughs> It's <laughs> like they're just like bring in the new writers from Storage Locker B, and then they come in and start writing. Like, yeah, no, you're there the whole time. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And sometimes I found that there's more. I'll have contributed more to episodes I did not write. Absolutely. Like that's the giant. Some people, yeah, people don't understand is that there. I mean, it goes a few ways. Is that when you write an episode, I feel like rarely. Um, it is 100% your episode. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's one way to go. Where, where it is 100% your episode, that's, I think that's a rare thing. Um, then there's episodes that aren't yours that you've contributed a ton to. And then there's mm-hmm. episodes that you write that are sort of an amalgamation of everybody else's, you know, thoughts and whatever. And it's, it's, it's an interesting balance of idea and creativity. And uh, I don't think, I don't think a lot of people realize that. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a strangely collaborative yeah medium in that way. So you did that episode. Did you work the whole the whole you've been on the whole thing. I've been on the whole thing. But then you wrote that you did that one then the second season which thank you for shutting the air off. I was starting to wonder when Rocky was going to come in and start punching me. <laughs> it's on auto. It's so on you didn't auto. You didn't shut the air off. I tell you, they squeeze every nickel out of this place. Yeah, I love put it. the air at probably fifty, just because they can. <laughs> they wouldn't do it at home. This is the whole thing with these guys out there. Look, I love all three of them. I They're love great them. guys. What can I say? They would not do the things they do here at home. Well, there's a there's a jar of pretzels out there, pretz, peanut butter filled pretzels. <laughs> every week, that lid is loose on it. <laughs> And I have to tighten the lid. If that, I guarantee, at say Pat's house, sure, that lid's not loose. It's tight, sealed tight. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't want those stale. I don't want my peanut butter pretzels going stale. He paid for them. Yeah. Well, Tom's. Yeah, he'll just go buy another tub of them. (laughs) Go wait online at Costco for another half hour. (laughs) So yeah. So thank you for well they didn't do it they actually it was the auto did the other pizza show up it's out there okay and I saw that happen did they offer you any pizza oh yeah I had some pizza good. it's a pizza I've never had before good well every pizza is a pizza you haven't had before it's, technically I mean, yeah I appreciate that put that on my tombstone yeah. yes that sounds like a uh, sounds like Stephen Wright is uh, like when the well's running a little dry. Every pizza is technically a pizza you haven't had before. So we have Stephanie Robinson here. And just so, so you worked on season two now of I Atlanta. I worked on season two of Atlanta. My favorite show. Very sweet. We're going to, do you mind getting inside baseball with things? Is this a bummer to you? No, Can it's not a question? bummer at all. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you when we're getting, cutting a little too close yeah, to I'll, home. I'm not going to, look, this is not, we're not playing gotcha here. This is not. Okay. This is not. I don't know. This, we're is, not, a, this, this is, is a not, very. This is a big fancy show. I don't know what, what you got up your sleeve. This is not sixty minutes. We're not trying okay. to leave. Have All you right. leave here ruined? <laughs> like, well, I guess I don't work 
I'm in Atlanta anymore. Thanks, interview. So, season two. Right. What was the what was going into season two? Season one was a huge. I thought it was a huge accomplishment, and set a set a, a, a drew drew a line. Sure. When you go into season two, what's the what's the game plan now to 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 up the ante? Right, I think the game plan weirdly was to not up the ante, at least from my perspective. It we uh, I will say season one, um, there was a lot of talk of oh we're gonna get canceled. Okay, we're like see we're going to get canceled season one. Um, so when season two comes around, it's people love it, and that's a surprise to us. Mm-hmm. So in our minds, it was to do the opposite of up the ante. It's just okay. Why don't we just do the thing that we did the first season, which was um, focus on the things that made us laugh and the things that we thought were interesting, and not mm-hmm. pay too much attention to the noise of everybody else. And we, I think, we're very, very. Um, you're very, very into what we thought was going to be the coolest thing. Because mm-hmm. you're doing it now. You're you're doing. You're starting season two. Where was where? How many people had seen season one before yeah. you start work? So what, season one was airing when we were writing season two. Okay, and you're you're starting to see, like in real time, what people are thinking. And we would watch a, at least a couple episodes. Not every episode, a couple episodes. We did catch together and. Um, were able to sort of access Twitter and see what they were responding. Mm-hmm. Everyone was responding to, and um, that was kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. To be just actually having the thing you worked on be seen <laughs> yes. while you're trying to yeah. make more of it. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Kind of nuts. It is nuts. People get in your head a little bit. Um, I think there was like a little bit of pressure, but there wasn't a ton. I think it's it's again we we just wanted we wanted to top ourselves. Mm-hmm. Not anybody else. Because then the episodes were like, like you wrote the Bibby episode. <laughs> I wrote the Barbershop episode. That's Mike's favorite episode of the entire show. That's really Both sweet. Oh, Mike. Right, Mike? Yeah, great. Mike likes Bibby. <laughs> Mike wants more, more Bibby. See, Mike, Bibby. Atlanta Bibby season. Yeah. Mike wants a spinoff with Bibby. It can happen. Bibby. We've been talking a lot about you know you and I the mm-hmm. the idea of spinoffs, yes, in shows they don't do that a lot anymore. Uh, this comes from a time that where I didn't exist as a human being that there were shows and then you just spun every single character off into a different show. Yeah, and they were all hits. Yeah, well, you know, there's a spinoff of the Goldbergs. Is there really? Year. Yes. What's it called? The gym teacher has his own show now. <laughs> oh, stop it! I'm serious. Is he good? Have you watched that show? I've watched it. All right, it's fun. it's a nice show to watch when you want when your head hurts. Oh yeah, I just want. Listen, there's no judgment. I just you know you just want a nice thing where people are being nice to each other. Where they're not nice to each other, then they mm-hmm. say like, "Hey, I'm going to be nice to you." Hey, I'm you're sorry my, about that. You're my little brother. I'm going to treat you better. <laughs> or like a mother is nice to a, the daughter. It's like yeah, I'm a little too hard on you. So what's the deal with this gym teacher? What's his story? I don't know. It's a gym teacher. It's okay. gonna be. It's him and it's Tim Meadows and it's. Oh, I, like I think him. they moved it into the because the Goldbergs in the eighties. I think they moved this into the nineties. I see. So now the Goldbergs like older, right? Like, what are they gonna come back and hang out at the high school now? They're like twenty <laughs> seven. The one kid already looks old enough. The one kid on the Goldbergs looks 
Like he's supposed to be like a senior in high school right. and he has a full receding hairline. <laughs> that one kid. It's like the hoods in Greece when they were in Greece and the one guy is just like, but does she have a friend? That guy. Clearly like, like a 40 year old man. Yeah, he's like literally 40 years old <laughs> on the bleachers at a high school. Not to mention everyone in that cast who was what, like 30. Yes. Playing, you and, know, 17 year olds. And it's also a great message too for, especially for young ladies to realize if you want to. If you're wholesome and you want to get that you guy's attention, you want to attention, get the guy. Sh- listen, turn into trash. Get a cigarette in those <laughs> yeah. lips. Yeah, take go, off that turtleneck. Yeah. Get slap go, on a go, slap on some a leather yeah. cat suit, leather and spandex. Which in the fifties, where what where was she coming from? Dressed like that in the fifties, also. <laughs> so it's supposed. It's like who dressed her? Who? I think she just showed up herself dressed like. That's what I'm she, saying, but it's like she, you know. I have a lot of questions. You know that she couldn't do an American accent, Olivia Newton-John. That's why she's Australian in the movie. Is that she could not pull off the American accent? That's what I hear. That's the lore. That she couldn't do, yeah. Well, it certainly makes sense why an Australian person... You ever notice on a lot of these movies there's like an over... Like, it's always like every third boss is like British in everything. yeah. Is that actually how the world is where suddenly you're like, so. I'm going to work at my office. Well, well like, uh, hey, would you come into my I, office? <laughs> like, well, they're not doing a Cockney accent. They're like, never Cockney, yeah. but they're, you know, they're, they're jerks. They're just slicked up British jerks. Yeah. And I've, I've not met a one of them and they've in taken, this country. Yeah, and they've, apparently they've taken over every industry. Advertising. Yes. Advertising. It would be great if they were Cockney, like, oi, get in my get office. Get in here. Yeah. What's the deal with this advertisement you're writing there? <laughs> like just, I don't like yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry, boss. I'm so sorry, sir. I, I, I'll try harder next time. A, a real human man, American man, says that to scared to, to the scary man from Oliver Twist, who now also is the CEO <laughs> of an advertising company. So you, you don't know these spinoffs. I don't know these spinoffs. You know what the friend spinoff was, right? Joey. Joey. I know that. That, that one I was around for. I watched a couple another episodes. Spin-off. What's another spinoff you'd know about? Angel. Really? Angel was off of Buffy, mm-hmm. right? What's a spinoff, Mike? What's your favorite spinoff? Yeah, from Mary Tyler Moore. Yeah, from Mary Tyler Moore. It was like 11 shows spun off Mary Tyler Oof. Moore. Rhoda. I don't want to talk about that. Give me a headache. <laughs> these old shows. These fossils can't stop watching old TV. <laughs> Watch a new show every once in a while. We talk about Sopranos. Newest show they see have seen is like Seinfeld. Like that's twenty two years old at this point. You watch Seinfeld, they're running back to check their answering machine. It's like this is not this is a thing of the past now. This is not the world we live in. Yeah, like I gotta get that answering machine tape. What? <laughs> the whole plot point. Yeah. Well, there was a oh, point. It was Columbo that was like high tech right. in its time, but it was kind of like Columbo would be like, apparently they used a, uh, a, uh, 
Like an answering machine <laughs> is how the person got away was with Columbo his murder. Was Columbo actually high tech? Was that like the... For 1974. You think so? Well, if you're dropping an answering machine into things, he would just use things that now you're just uh, like... Wow. I See, I had no idea. When I look back, I just assumed that everything he was referencing was a, a commonplace thing. And... It'd be kind of like, you had a video cassette recorder playing <laughs> the ball game on it that made it seem like it happened earlier than it did. A video cassette recorder. Thanks. Video cassette recorder. Thanks, Columbo. (laughs) So, but now you're working on Solana, right? Um, Yeah. And now you're like, because every every episode became its own thing, like its own world almost for the second season. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean this. I'm telling any people listening right now, if you have not watched the show, watch this show. I'm tell- I never. When do I tell people command people to watch things? This is my favorite show, but then it culminates to some would say, with the Teddy Perkins episode. Yeah. In terms of the the weirdness quotient, then was like, you could picture somebody at FX being like, "Hey, was this supposed to be a hip hop show? At some point? <laughs> what is this? A haunted house now? <laughs> like, <laughs> like they're just like, didn't we think we were?" Buying a hip hop show, be like about watching a guy do uh, rap records, trying to make it in the rap game. It's like, uh, I think this it's is weird. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. What it, did you think of Teddy Perkins? I thought it was the greatest. I loved it. Yeah. What did you did you love um, that you were surprised more or more about the content? Which I think that both are extremely valid answers, but I th- I, I've i noticed that people are a little bit split and like, oh, I, I loved it because I wasn't expecting it, mm-hmm. and people who loved it just solely because they loved spooky things. Well, the thing is, for, first of all, the whole second, the whole show, especially the second season, every second felt like something could happen at any point. Right. Like, it, was, it felt like your head was in a vice watching it. <laughs> like, you just don't know sure. what is going to happen. Which I thought was fantastic. It's just, it's just a heightened state of, there's like a mid-level paranoia yeah. slash yes. threat yes. running through everything. Sure. So when that episode starts, you're just like, oh, this is just a horror movie now. Like, right. And yeah, so I was just, it was just like, oh, this is what this, this is like, <laughs> but this is like going to a different <laughs> level here. Yeah, it was really. And what, where did the, like, what was, what was that like when you're making that and uh, Donald Glover is dressed like that, like Teddy Perkins? And Donald and, Glover wasn't in the episode. Teddy Perkins Teddy plays Teddy per- Perkins. I, I understand. Yes. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I didn't have the honor of meeting Teddy Perkins, but, um, mm-hmm. I hear that he was a very interesting man. Sure. Um, I, writing that episode, it was, I think <laughs> a lot of it actually, in my mind, I thought that episode was way more comedic, or mm-hmm. was going to be, and mm-hmm. I don't, I don't mean that as shade on the episode because I think it's brilliant the way it is. But I think the way that we sort of approached it was way funnier, mm-hmm. in that it was we were interested in like what kind of guy would, and not I think people parallel make the connection rather to, to Michael Jackson, and um, there are definitely some parallels there and some very apparent ones, but I don't think it was necessarily about Michael Jackson. I think it was just about like a weirdo Mm -hmm. who lived alone in this giant house who messed freaked with his face enough to, (laughs) yeah, 
to look the way he looked and what kind of person is that? What kind mm-hmm. of person would do that to themselves? And we had a, you know, a bunch of kind of funny premises and details that did end up making in the final cut, one of which was the ostrich egg. Mm-hmm. Um, which was the soft boiled ostrich egg. And we sort of became obsessed with the idea, at least in the writer's room, of can you, can you boil an ostrich egg? And so we started looking up a bunch of YouTube videos of uh, boiled ostrich eggs, and we came across this uh, man who boiled an ostrich egg for his young son in Australia. Uh-huh. And it, it was horrific. I mean, the, the boiling <laughs> of an ostrich egg. No, it was it was actually horrific, and we you know we were so repulsed, and we we're like, what kind of man would do this? And that's how Teddy Perkins was born for his child. And we, eventually, we did. Uh, we actually we we were in London for a time, a few of us, and Donald went to the grocery store. And I guess in the UK they sell ostrich eggs mm-hmm. along with regular wow. eggs. So he bought one, and we threw it on the grill. Okay, uh, <laughs> so, uh-huh. we threw it on a grill with bar or with a uh, grill tongs, and okay. you know we flipped it around a, mm-hmm. a, a few times. And about an hour later, we soft boiled an ostrich egg and. We cracked it open with a mallet mm-hmm. because those shells are thick. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it tasted okay. All right. Well, it smelled look. It smelled eggy. I'm it was not... like a lot of egg. It was like getting like a pulpery, pulpery mm-hmm. like bowl of egg. Uh-huh. Yeah. That, <laughs> you're on your own with that's not happening in my, sure, not in my I mean, house. Right, Mike? Yeah. I mean, Wait, who, give what? it. I have a, a quick question about the ostrich egg. Hold uh-huh. on a second. What is this? <laughs> Mike? Yeah. I told you to stop Pat when he comes in with these questions. <laughs> go, go ahead. Is go the ahead. The one by, by on means. set, is the, was the one in the show, was that an actual ostrich egg or was that a prop? I have no idea. Really? I wasn't there for that day. Okay. But I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't think, I, yeah, that's actually, now I'm curious. Now I've got phone calls to make. All right. I'll get back to you guys on that one. Pat, good question. It was a great question. Thank Stump you. me. Yeah. I'll get out of here. Mike, don't let him back in here. <laughs> he got lucky. <laughs> now he's going to be emboldened. Just and he's, come in when he wants. Yeah, exactly. He's going to ask a Guns question. Guns blazing. Yes, he's going to ask a question just like, do they make the stuff up when they do this? It's like, oh, Pat, you pushed it one step too far. And and think he even knows the answer of, you know, they don't make it up on the spot, Pat. Or the next question, you ever go to those things where somebody would be like, like a Q&A and they're just like, you're like, wait, that wasn't a question where they're just like, that was just you lecturing me now. Did you see that Westworld video? No. There was, oh, God, I forget, what was it? I think it was Tribeca. Um, the Westworld, Westworld had a panel, mm-hmm. and um, they opened it up to questions. And a, a guy, the first question they answered, it was just a man mm-hmm. who um, is telling Jonathan Nolan that he's got a screenplay. <laughs> That's... <laughs> he wants him to read, and it goes on so long. He's like complimenting the show for the first ten mm-hmm. seconds, and then just moves into, I write screenplays, and me and my brother do screenplays, and we hope to one oh. day, Jonathan Nolan, have you do screenplays, and we wrote a oh. movie, and it's, 
I mean, that's Q and A's are just yeah. No, you they're just scary. They're scary because it's for just, that reason. Yeah. Yes, there's just no, there's just no winning at a thing. <laughs> if you say the thing, you can't just ask a nice question about how the thing yeah, is made. That's all. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm looking here. Uh, Andy Kindler wants to know how he can get on the Goldbergs reboot. I don't, I don't know, Andy. That's he just <laughs> did what you just said, Andy. You just did. <laughs> you just, you just tweeted. The version of asking me how to get you on the Goldbergs? I don't know. So, Stephanie Robinson, you worked on the season, season two of Atlanta. Right. And it was, uh, yeah, it was the best. That's good. The best. You, They can never take that away from you. The best. They can take everything Two else. seasons. I think it's my favorite show. I really do. You do? Yes. That's really sweet of you to say. It's, just can't get enough. Now it's gone, though. Now the season wrapped up. It's done. Now I've it's written gone. on other shows. Yes. Man Seeking Woman's been canceled, though. Yes. Man Seeking <laughs> Woman. Nothing to talk about. Other I than I had an amazing experience and I thought okay. it was a great show. That was my favorite show for a long time. I don't have as many questions about That's that. That's okay. You, I, you can have none of them. I, I do just have thought, none. I thought I would just say it. I think a lot of people think that I just do one thing. No, you it's good. I mean? Yes, you wrote on Man Seeking Woman, <laughs> and then Atlanta. But the th- reason you're here now—oh God, tell me—because you have an interest in revenge. Oh, right, I do. That's your favorite thing is revenge. It is one of my favorite things, and it's—I'm not—I I say that with so much shame. Like a disclaimer that I, I'm very ashamed to to get so much pleasure from it. From the, from a movie that has revenge in it, or a book that has or a revenge book or in it. life, yes. like hearing you know someone slight one of my friends and they tell me how they mm-hmm. got back at someone. It's yeah. like oh. Well, let me ask you some parameters <laughs> before we start figuring out the best revenge stories ever. All right. What what are the what are the essentials for a revenge story? Essential for a revenge story, I think, is that it has to be earned. It can't. There, in no way can it be uh, minimal slights. Mm-hmm. I can't get on board with that. I, it has to be. It's it's got to be at least for me to really root for someone. It's got to be go big or go home. And big can be you know as simple as I got fired from my job. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be Count of Monte Cristo status where you know you stole my life and Which my we, fiance. And, we will get into that. Yes, um, but. That's essential for me. Um, so the so the so the 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 wronging. It's got to be deserving of the revenge. I yes. get wrong, you know. People wrong me all the time, and yeah. you know, some people sure. just you know aren't worth. Yeah. What are you going to go with? Like, <laughs> yeah, I didn't. They didn't get my coffee order right. So then I so then I went out and I smashed the windshield of the owner's car. It's like yeah, no. revenge. No, it's like, that's no, that's just psychotic behavior, I think. Yes, that um. that that falls to the the revenged <laughs> is the wrong one. Right. Which can happen in a revenge story. Oh, sure. There's the line of what's too far. Oh yeah, that's always blurred. When is enough revenge enough? When can he stop? And that's I think yes. that is the biggest thing. That's the biggest lesson I learn in most stories of revenge. It's it never it rarely satisfies you in Re- real life. Revenge does not 
It's, it does. It's a momentary satisfaction. It's like having a Coke when you're too hot. But it's yes. But it, then you realize just like I probably should have had water. Water. Not yes. Not a cold <laughs> soda. Exactly. So. Yeah. So that. So so the the stakes have to be commensurate. Yes, absolutely. What, what other else? what other God, elements? That's that's good. I that's a really no one's ever asked me that before. That's oh man. Mike, you like revenge. Yeah. You're a vengeful lunatic. <laughs> Do you, is there an incident in your personal life that you've gotten re- revenge, Mike? And I don't want to hear about the Bruce Springsteen concert again. He tells this story. He, fit, he fits it into any topic <laughs> where he goes to this. He's seeing Bruce Springsteen at Giant Stadium, and there's a guy smoking smoking a cigarette a couple of people away and he goes hey he doesn't even say to the guy smoking he says to the guy's friend hey tell your friend to put that cigarette out or i'm gonna put it out in his bleeping eye <laughs> like that's closer to what you were talking about of just like that's but he, there was he, a way to say hey dude can you can you stop smoking yeah that's what he should have said Hey, would you mind not smoking? Hey, it's okay. We're all we're no. all here to enjoy it. No, this tough guy. He, what do you think? <laughs> he thinks he's in like the Sopranos. <laughs> he had a few beers. That's not an excuse, though. That's not a few beers. You have a few beers in you tonight. You gonna put a cigarette out in my eye if I don't <laughs> say the right thing? You gonna get me? See, that's a threat. It's a low-level threat, Mike. I guess at that point it is threats, right? Like, you know, if you, if it, if it's not, you know. Cause he's, yeah, cause he yeah, says, hey, threats. I had a couple beers in me that day. And then I look and realize, oh, he's got a couple beers in him now. What, I got a tiptoe now? I think you might have got to wa- walk yeah. on eggshells around this guy. <laughs> Ostrich eggshells, which would be Bring easier to circle. walk on. Cause yeah, they're clearly, they're very thick. Very thick from what I've heard. Shells. But it tasted just like an egg. It did. It tasted just like a boiled egg. Um, That's kind of gross. That it's, it is all pretty these gross. Eggs would just be like kind of yeah. taste the same, like <laughs> yeah, just, just regardless of size. That's yeah. Just the idea that like because ostriches are how how big is an ostrich? You're asking the wrong gal. They're I mean they're bigger than people. Yes. So it's a, ten feet high. Uh, I mean, I'm. I, I wouldn't be surprised if some were. Yeah, Dudio. Oh, he left. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, he left. What is this? What are you guys? Are we playing musical chairs out there? Yeah, exactly. Oh, I'm going now. Yeah, Frasier is a spinoff. I'm being told. Frasier is a spinoff. Is fra- a spinoff of but Cheers. I, but here, uh, as a as a kid watching Frasier, I thought Frasier was his own show until I think I was in my. Early twenties, mm-hmm. and then I I was told that it wasn't, and I had no idea. You know, I had no idea. Suddenly, you see Frasier hanging out at Cheers. You're like, why is Frasier yeah. at Cheers? It kind of it almost it doesn't want to say cheapens it because it doesn't, but it's it's like oh, like he's got this whole life that I had no idea that you know. I feel like now I've watched only a portion of this man's journey. You didn't know the early for you. Cheers is just called Frasier the early years. Yeah, and Woody Harrelson. And Woody Harrelson, the early years. Imagine if that one dude didn't croak. Woody Harrelson might be doing what? Like construction? <laughs> right? 
He'd still be, he'd still be right mixing cement right now. Solo movie. Can you imagine if he was just like, there was a life, like a parallel universe where he was like mixing cement? Right now, Woody Harrelson, if that guy who played coach didn't keel over, (laughs) Woody Harrelson would be saying, hey, when's that Han Solo movie come out? (laughs) Like, I'm going to, and they're like, comes out on next Friday. He's like, Hey, I'm going to need next Friday off. I want to see. And his boss is like, nah, can't There's do no it. no way that's happening. Oh, okay, boss. Okay. Like he's just totally beaten All down. All right, man. You're right. You're right, You're boss. Right. I'll see it on my own time. <laughs> but he's in it. Because coach dropped dead. You work in bars, right, Mike? Yeah. How accurate is Cheers? Not accurate. Not accurate Not at all. Because... I don't think there's an episode of Cheers where anyone threw up on themselves, <laughs> as far as I recall. <laughs> or, or, or urinated in the middle of the bar, which is, that's Mike's Cheers. It's just like, guys. So, uh, yeah, it's Mike's, Mike's, Mike's tending bar, suddenly here, boom, and he just sees. Making your way in the world today. And Mike's watching a guy wet himself in the middle of the bar with the Cheers music playing. (laughs) Right, Mike? Where everybody knows your name. Mike, I'm going to kill you. Like, that's how they know your name. I'm going to kill you, Mike. You cut me off. I'm going to kill you. So, revenge. You don't have, do you have an actual revenge story, Mike? No. No. All right, yeah, because I took the one off the table for you. Your your Bruce Springsteen cigarette story. <laughs> so the stakes have to be commensurate. They do. I think that's for me. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. When what what is a what for you? What is a, what is an ideal revenge story? Oh, ideal! Like, like uh, what? How about a movie? What's a movie? I, I I will go back to Con of Monte Cristo. That that or Kill Bill. Like mm-hmm. that's I mean those are very high stakes. Like this is this should not have happened. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so but Kill I Bill. love it. You know because it's it's Tom. I love the long con. Okay, I gotta say it. Count of Monte Cristo. It's not like oh you you know you you betrayed me and stole my wife. It's and the next day I'm back in your face about mm-hmm. it. It's you did all those things, and I rotted into prison for decades. Yeah, almost died many times. Almost died many times. I had to break out of a prison yeah. and find a man's treasure, I had and to, you, yeah, you I, forgot about me. I had to pretend to be a dead body. Yeah. Get thrown, thrown into, into the sea. Thrown into the sea in a bag yeah. with, with weights tied oh, to it. Oh, my God, yeah. Get out. Also, he learned so much. What did he, in the jail cell, he, lear- he learned how to fence. Yeah. He learned how to uh, to to read, and he he became he became a new man from the crazy old man that nobody thought was. Who plays that man? Richard is that Richard Harris? I don't know. I don't know the movies. I just know the movies? book. Yeah. All right. Well, I read the book last year. It was the best thing I ever read. The in whole my thing, whole life. the unabridged. Yes. Yes, I read the unabridged. No, I I haven't read any of those. Well, books. no, they just the Mike movies. Mike read it to me. Actually, <laughs> no, it was like fourteen hundred pages. It's so long. It was, but it was the best. It's the best, though. Just imagine you're reading this thing for hundreds of pages. He finally gets like, 
he gets out of the water, ends up on like a pirate, like a, yeah. runs with these pirates, almost gets killed. He's naked. <laughs> he has the claws way, ends up on this island, Monte Cristo, where this old man in the prison is just like, I hid all this yeah. treasure. Yeah. And it's there. Yeah. Nobody believes this old coot. <laughs> so then he goes to the island and he finds all this treasure. Right. And then just jump forward years now. Just jump forward years, and you never love hear it. about this guy again. What's his I name love again? It. What's his matter. real name? Doesn't matter. Do 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 whatever. No, Dumas wrote it. Dumas wrote it. Yes. Then you jump, and everybody's like, "Whoa, the Count of Monte Cristo did this," and, the, and they never say. So great. For, they never say it's him. Yeah. And it's the best thing ever because you're just like you're reading it. You're just like, he's the Count of Monte Cristo. He will not say it's him. And the only one who knows it was him was the woman who he was supposed to marry. Yeah. She knows it's you. I'm getting riled up right now. I'm getting, I love that. I love like. Because they all teamed up and took it away. They took each, they took his job away. Like, yeah, I hate that like, he's yeah, got the job. Yeah. They took the job. The other guy's, took... I hate he's got the woman. Yep. I hate that. Yep. And the other guy's just like, he hated his father. Yes. He hated like his relationship got every with single father. aspect of this man. And they all teamed up. They're like, Poor let's man. ruin this guy because he's just because all he is is a nice guy. He's a good person. Yeah, he's a good and they person. Took it away, and then he came back and he but, ruined them all. But he, they all, Tom, they all forgot about him. Yeah, it's the thing. They thought he was dead, and the whole time he was. I mean, and then he comes back. There's no way they don't. They have no idea who this guy is. Yeah. But they've all, they've all gotten more successful than ever. Which too. I love. Yeah. But let them, let them get more successful. Let them do their yeah. thing. They thought this guy was a totally. dead, dead Wh- and buried. We're also, we've, we used that as a launching pad. His death, us yeah. getting rid of him, launched us into the greatest successes of our lives. More treasure. More, more for, more for the taking, I yeah. say. And that one rat whose father was a bum. <laughs> And then he was so he lied. The he lied when his fa- when he was just like when he reviewed the case. He lied because it was going to make his yes. dad, his father, look bad. Look bad. He's making his dad look bad, and he yes. was like, "I can't do that." But I know what's going on here. He didn't listen. I love it. The more people that betray you that need to go down in the fire, mm-hmm. it's worth it at that point. Yeah, he it's got just, all of at that point. I think what the thing I love about revenge is justice. That's all I care mm-hmm. about. Is the justice part? Is of it. the justice? Is it just? Is it, you know, I mean, revenge for the sake of revenge. You what? know, I don't know. Hold on. Wait, don't, I want you to be able to, I want to look you in the face as I read these. Okay. Carrie. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great one. Oh, I love Carrie's, Carrie. That one, well-earned. Right, well-earned. You, you've earned. You, speaking of well-earned, you can talk into the mic. Now talk into the oh, mic. Okay. Don't worry. I love Carrie. Carrie. That's great because they so treat good. her like garbage. Yeah. They do they yeah. Can you keep score on this for the top? If we're gonna do f- top fifty, yeah, do we have one yet? Look, I think Count of My Christo's got to be number one. Okay. Because I agree, Stephanie agrees. Do you know it, Mike? I haven't read it. Yeah. Have you seen it? No. All Is right. the movie good? I, was, I mean, I enjoy it just for the pure revenge of it all. Okay. I, yeah, I must say. Who's in it? Jim Caviezel. Um, oh, this Guy is like a Pierce. recent version. Is there even like maybe the, the older more one recent too? version? I mean, there's oh, okay. an older one as well. Yeah, I prefer the, you know the newer one just okay. because. Check it out. So Carrie, Carrie, yeah, 
Carrie's way up there. Yeah. Because that's the... She's got to be. She's, she's got everybody going listen, after she's got her mom screaming, <laughs> yeah. screaming, and the raven was called Sin over and over and over. And all she's doing is growing up. She's existing. Because her only sin was that she just went from a girl to a woman. Her mm-hmm. mom is shoving a Bible in her face, beating her with it. Yeah. Yeah. The kids, the kids on dirty the, pillows, the, right? The, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right, Mike. <laughs> the kids on their school bikes are screaming at her, "Crazy Carrie, Crazy Carrie, Crazy Carrie." Yeah. She can't deal with that going to school. Then she comes back. She torches that school. John Travolta. Screaming. Yeah, John oh Travolta. My God, he goes down. Yeah, the cars are crashing. Everything's. She <laughs> wipes them all nuts. out. Then you have here Death Wish. Yeah. One, two, and three. <laughs> I've never yeah. seen Death Wish 1, 2, or 3. Well, I'm going to tell you this. Death, Death Wish 1. Not yeah. the Bruce Willis one. There was one. I know you're, uh, you're yes. a young person. Oh, yeah. You're young. You have to realize, Mike. I, I wouldn't even... Stephanie's young. Yeah, I know. <laughs> She's <laughs> not going to hang with your references. Well, you, know. you can start, <laughs> ma- like, you can like start making your... Ra- you can start talking about Kojak. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't know what you're talking about. Uh-huh. Right? You can start talking about gun smoke. <laughs> <laughs> Bonanza? I, bet, I don't. Bonanza? No, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Little Joe, talk about bonanza gun smoke. Little Joe, and... save your old references. Okay. Yeah, I don't want the show to age out either. That's the other thing, Mike. The show can't age out with these old time. Hey, it references. has a young audience. I'm trying to bring in older people. I don't know. We got <laughs> a lot of time on our hands. You think it's a problem for me to get old people to listen to this show? Old people, they're p- p- death wish. Was Charles Bronson? Okay. And it starts in the first one. He's in New York, and then this these hoods, they 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 beat and and sexually assault his wife and daughter, right? Yeah, yeah. Of course, classic. Are they both dead? Yeah, yeah. They both Oof. die. Yeah. And then Bronson, because he starts off like it's a, it's, a, it's it's the most button pushing movie you've ever seen in your life, where he's just like he's yeah. like a liberal and he's all like <laughs> I don't like violence and stuff. And then they kill his family, so he, he's just like he goes and gets a gun, then it just starts oh, yeah. mowing everybody down. So in Death Wish Two, he moves to Los Angeles to do what? Mow more people down. Who <laughs> for the same for the same transgress- yeah. transgression? I, I can't remember what got him started in Death Wish Two. <laughs> But Death Wish three, okay, let's hear it. The different Death Wish came out in the seventies. Right. Death Wish two was probably like eighty one, eighty two. Okay. Then between Death Wish two and Death Wish three, the movie Rambo came out. Sure. Which had the highest like body count in it. So now they're like, hey, let's make Death Wish three, but we got Death Wish. They probably kill like probably kills like four people in it. Yeah. Death Wish two is probably like eight. Death Wish 3, I think it's probably like 150 people <laughs> he mows down. He mows down an entire neighborhood. That would, that would be. That would be, I'm just thinking ahead, you know. Maybe a, a, a Patreon, uh, you know, bonus would mm-hmm. be us just going through uh, Death Wish 3 counting. Oh, there, it's on well, YouTube. Is, is there something? Somebody already did a YouTube. Oh, it's oh, like okay. ding, wow. ding, wow. one of those. Oh, okay. Because. <laughs> Too bad. He just goes nuts. Uh-huh. He just goes nuts. Because his old <laughs> army buddy gets like uh-huh. in, killed, and there's one of the greatest scenes ever is his old buddy Bennett, who runs he's the he, uh, the, the the gang led by Manny Fraker, okay. this guy who looks like uh, 
looks like uh, it looks like Ron Howard. <laughs> but it was another one of these gangs where it was like it was like a United Colors of Benetton gang. <laughs> Like imagine Ron Howard and yeah. Adam Ant. Yes. Yes. Adam yeah, Adam Ant, where he had like yeah. colorful pirate paint. Very hot. Yeah. Pirate so then he like Death Wish three. I've seen Death Wish three probably twenty five times in my life. It's Why? one of like because it's the wor- one of the worst. It's un- it's so funny. It's good. It's so it's, it's good. It's the best. Yeah. Okay. He um Bennett gets his mo- his machine gun out of his. He goes because they're like. They burn his cab company, Dad. He's like, you, my shop. It's my shop. And they, like, hold him back. And then he goes, you SOBs. He goes to his, like, closet. He takes out this, like, army, like, full-on, not, like, a, like, the kind of you need, like, three people to operate. He's going to, (laughs) like, so then he goes out on the the fire escape. And they see, and you hear, like, the greatest loop line ever is, like, Look out! He's got a gun. And then you hear, then you hear someone go, "It's not working. Kill the mf'er." The greatest loop line in history is that they run up the fire escape, throw him off the fire escape. Then Bronson is always like, he's always like, "Wilby's coming." Like he keeps talking about Wilby, and Wilby is just his gun. Some some idiot ships him his like his gun, and then. The the gang leader, like Manny Fraker, like at one point he picks the phone up. He's like, he's like, yeah, Fraker here. We're gonna need all the gangs, as if that's how gangs work. First, you just go. All the yeah. gangs. So they all pour in, oh, cool. and they take, and then like, and at this point, he had come into this neighborhood where there was this guy, the Giggler, for example. The oh, Giggler was like he would snatch people's bags and laugh when he <laughs> ran away doing it, and then he like comes in. It's the funniest thing. He comes and he puts like a camera over. She's walking down the street with the, the, the camera over his shoulder. And then he buys like a popsicle. Isn't there like, he's like walking. You're asking like, me. You've seen it 25 times. Okay. All right. And then the giggler's like watching. He's like, oh. He runs. Giggler grabs the thing. He drops a popsicle, pulls the biggest gun you've ever seen out of it. It's like, like shoots a guy. And then the neighborhood, they're like screaming from the windows. He shot the giggler. He shot the gig like they're cheering they love from it. the windows. They've been he, yes. He he delivered them. Sure, and it just so then all the gangs roll in, and then it's basically Bronson running around, mowing down <laughs> like waves of of gang members yeah. Yeah. <laughs> until the final one where like the guy like gets Bronson. And he's like he's like Bronson shoots him. He's like I got him, and then he gets up. He's like, slaps his chest, like, bulletproof. <laughs> and then he, uh, Brunson reaches behind the couch and pulls out, basically like a rocket launcher. Right. And <laughs> shoots the guy, blows the entire wall out. Right, yeah. And then naturally how, you know, gangs work where if the leader's dead, then the gang, like, looks and just like, well, I guess we're done being a gang. It's, they it's just like classic Wizard of Oz yeah. syndrome. <laughs> they disperse. You killed her. They look around. We're free. We're free. free. <laughs> <laughs> we're free. <laughs> Death Wish. So, Mike, you have Death Wish. Oh, oh, Death Wish. These are. I'll put Death Wish three on the list. The first, the first two are just repellent movies. Okay. Ha, ha, what is one? Hamlet. Hamlet. Yeah. Now what is that? <laughs> you may have gone to high school, right? I did go to high school. Okay. It's not a very good high school. <laughs> what was this? Now that's uh, Shakespeare. Yeah, yeah. And that's him. 
going like, yeah, I'm going to get you. The stepfather what marries his mother. Marries okay. His mom. All right. And yeah, he gets them. Yeah, they didn't teach Hamlet in he my school. He kills a bunch of people to no. the there's, there's a lot of bodies at the end of that one, believe it or not. Yeah. My high school, we didn't do a whole lot of Shakespeare. <laughs> my college, definitely not. My college was the kind of thing where, like, you went to a nice school, Mike, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Stephanie, nice you've gone to a nice school. What does, what does nice mean? Well, tell me, would this happen at your school? High school or college? college at your college. college. Would, okay. Tell me if this could possibly happen at your college. Okay. You're sitting at your desk. Uh-huh. Someone walks into the room. You're not sure if that's A, the teacher, B, okay. another student, sure. C, a janitor. <laughs> I, I will say yes because they went to a liberal arts school. Mm-hmm. And I feel like some of the teachers looked like they were fronting bands. Okay. But, um, but you knew... But they would, but they would have a connect. Right. Yes. I, okay. I see what you're saying. Because I would have a teach. Uh, they would come into the room if they walked and <laughs> took a seat in a desk. Oh, you're another student. If they sat at the desk at the front, I'm assuming you're the teacher, or you're just a really out, a really bold. rude, <laughs> a bold yeah. student. Yes. <laughs> and if they picked the garbage can up in the room and took it out to okay. like their <laughs> larger garbage can to empty it out, okay, you're the custodian. But in my case, even if I saw the uh, custodian taking or what seemed like a custodian taking a smaller garbage can up to a large, larger garbage can, there was a there was a chance that it was just the teacher doing performance art. Okay, so you, yeah, so you, you're coming from a completely different <laughs> angle where I am. the teacher would be I'm like, not helpful. A janitor? Yeah. What so would what that be like? Me? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, what if I was teaching you as a janitor? Just because I went to a fancy school, I had uh-huh. some weird experiences. Sure. I had a mandatory writing class my freshman year, mm-hmm. and this professor was so unprepared, mm-hmm. almost every class was a staring contest. <laughs> So imagine just going in there mm-hmm. and just the teacher just staring at the class for just super long flustered. periods of time. Just before, staring. Staring, yeah. He he would run. He was so unprepared mm-hmm. that he couldn't even – he didn't seem to have notes to keep the <laughs> class going forward. Mm-hmm. And, and just mm-hmm. dead – imagine like dead silence every five minutes, ten mm-hmm. minutes would break out. Yeah. And you're sitting there. What, was he what, doing what am I paying money silence? for this for? Is he, is he like trying to get his notes together during dead silence, or like you know what? I, I was so out of my element when I went to this school because you know, I just went to a public high school. I didn't, you mean drunk? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I didn't know what to expect. Uh-huh. But that was kind of a shocker. Yeah. I'm like, what don't you know? Yeah. This is an expensive school, uh-huh. and yeah. I've got to come in every morning and stare at this guy. Yeah, and he's a weird dude. He was a weird guy. You know, uh-huh. um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it's it's no guarantee. And then you also have here, once upon a time in the West. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. That's another a Charlie one. Bronson. Yes, that's yeah. He's kind of a, a master of the that's when revenge. That's when uh, what's his face Henry, Henry Fonda, Fonda yeah, bad was guy. a bad guy. Yeah, where it was like him going against type because he was always Mister Roberts and yeah. Uh, Mr. Like the hero. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And suddenly this like blue eyed, there was always that one shot where he like mows down the people. He's got his, you see his blue eyes, but yeah. now they look evil. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. All right. What are your favorite stones? I like, all right, get out, Mike. <laughs> Dudio? Yeah. Carrie, let's put Carrie at number uh, uh, five. Sure. 
Hamlet. I don't know. Where should Hamlet? Be? I don't know. I don't know. Let's leave Hamlet, let's leave Hamlet off right for the time being. Once upon a time in the West. Put that at the forty-one. You and your, you got your old boys. You got your Kill Bills. Yes. So yeah, look, old boy. I've never watched. I know what it's about. It just sure. seems horrifying, and I don't think I could sit and okay. watch the whole thing. I know the story of it. It just seems like I don't know if I need to take two hours to see you. it play you don't have out. To explain it to me. It's pretty I'm rough. Saying for the sake of your list. Yes. Well, you're contributing to what falling down. But see, falling down. Rule. It start as a revenge, but it becomes revenge. What is falling down? Falling down is the Michael Douglas movie where he's just mad at. But falling down, the stakes. He, that's the, that's like the thing where he goes and that's like smashing the window of the coffee shop owner because you waited online. He's <laughs> flipping out for because he he's flipping out the wrong people. What is he flipping out about? Society. Oh. It's Michael Douglas walking around with the. Got a bad day. He's having, having a, bad a bad day, day and he's taking it out on the wrong people. Yeah, and there's a scene, the scene where he goes to the Army Navy store, and the guy's like, "Yeah, it's uh," he's like, like the anti-Semitic guy who's like got all Nazi propaganda, and then he's like, sure. "You're just like me," and Michael Douglas is like, "I'm nothing like you." <laughs> Pat, not allowed. Disallowed. Sorry, but get your plug to me for the show. He's going to be mad at me. Cause I put okay. on list. So, you carry as much weight as I do on this. Uh-huh. Old boy. The dude goes and... Yeah. Yeah, he certainly he gets even. His family. Yeah. It's, or, him, I mean, his life, rather. I mean, mm-hmm. sure. Fine. So, you say Kill Bill. I mean, Kill Bill, I mean, like, just... Filmmaking aside and whatever, it's I, I mean, you know what? I love that movie, mm-hmm. and it was popular when I was when I was watching movies as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I mean, again, warranted. Yes, everything she does is that you sign off on a hundred percent. Everything's taken away from her. Everything. And then she climbs all the way back. What's your favorite re- moment in Kill Bill in terms of revenge? It's it's probably it might be when she does the palm move, the That's five great. finger, the thing. five finger, uh, yeah. yeah. But I also love that whole uh, Lucy Liu uh, fight scene, just right. so great because she's she's beating her a very a very skilled opponent. Mm-hmm. Um, this is great. Now what do you want, RoboCop? <laughs> All right, RoboCop's a good one. <laughs> Right? Yeah. All right. Yeah, and then he became a RoboCop. But did he have proper balance with it as a RoboCop? I think so, because he was programmed to have proper balance. Uh, but you're way too cheery now. <laughs> I, I don't know if you. I don't know if it's that you got a tan when you're out there. LA sunshine and vegan food. You yeah, look so. Yeah. You look. This is going to sound terrible. Okay. You look healthy. And it's it's making me mad. <laughs> I know that there's no way for that to yeah. sound good. I know. Good. That's like how bad did I look? I'm no, not that you. No, you look you look that's great. The right. LA effect, man. You have all this yeah. color. Yeah. Your hair looks good. Yeah. 
you got a big smile on your face, and something about it is just not sitting. And I know that makes me not sound like a good person. No, it's fine. And I can say, look, yeah. you know I like you. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I, and if it's bugging me, what's it doing out there to that <laughs> viper's pit? Right? They seem happy to have me back. Yeah, I'll get the real story later. <laughs> oh, man. So RoboCop. Put, put RoboCop at 15. Okay, not bad. Yeah. So I would say, for me, we got to put Kill Bill on the list, of course. That has to be high. Because that's Girl, also man. one of the... That's like such an epic, also. It is. It's a lot. She, I mean, she goes through a slog. It's not, it's not very cut and dry. Mm-hmm. Because it's just... It's, uh, there's so much time goes by. Yeah, and so much time goes by. She's got a lot of people on her list. Mm-hmm. It's not, I mean... Yes. She's got to kill a lot of people that aren't Bill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to get to Bill. Do you Speaking find... which, Django, mm-hmm. another revenge film. Yes. Thinking Tarantino, I mean, he likes a little bit of revenge. He likes a lot of revenge. Yeah. Now, Django Unchained, in the scheme of things, I I like... He, all his movies are just like revenge movies now. Yeah, yeah for, nowadays. Yeah. Except for Hateful Eight was just Did a, you see the movie? Did you like it? I, didn't, I avoided it. I did like it. Okay. But it's a very bleak movie yeah. that a lot of people are like, that wasn't fun. Right. And I was like, yeah, it's sort of, nobody said it. Where, <laughs> said where was it misadvertised yeah. as fun? <laughs> no, it's very bleak and it's a big fat bummer. But I think it will be more appreciated over time. Okay. Yeah. I'll accept that answer. Let's see what callers are going to say Please here. Please do. Best show, hi. Hello, is this Tom? It is Tom. Hi. Oh, hello. Hi. You're here with uh, me and with Stephanie Robinson. Hey. Oh, hello, Stephanie. Hello. Hello. Um, I, first of all, I have to confess, um, my internet connection's been poor, so I haven't... That's all right. Well, what's your able- name? Let's start with that. Oh, of course. I'm sorry. My name is Trevor. Trevor, where are you calling from? From Brooklyn, from Sunset Park, Brooklyn. All right. Do you have anything for the topic? Well, I think I do, and that's what I was going to get at. I'm afraid that I haven't been able to listen live. Trevor, you don't worry. (laughs) I'll tell you. Okay, okay. So my understanding is that this is about revenge. Yes. Is that correct? Yeah, what are your favorite revenge stories? Okay, so is this like a personal story or like something from literature? Or you t- well, would you have a personal revenge story? I'd like to hear a personal one if you got one. I would love one. a personal revenge story. Okay, um, I do have one. I, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but I have to say from the outset that I, you know, I'm the villain in this. I know. I realize oh, that you don't I have like to. Like this one even better. Yeah, the bad yeah. guy in a revenge story is calling up. Let's hear oh, no. what is it. Oh, God. Now the expectations are so high. Don't worry. No, they're not. <laughs> okay. Unleash it. Okay. Well, okay. When I was young, when I was in high school, I had a friend, um, like really my childhood best friend. Mm-hmm. Amazing guy. Um, but just very uh, impressionable. I don't know. He, he was very, he was just too nice, you know? Okay. Um, and he had a girlfriend, his very first girlfriend ever, who at that age I felt was mistreating him. Okay. You know, like, all right. high school. I, I know okay. it's kind of weird. Thought, you thought it was a, she was not being nice to him in their relationship. 
Yeah, that was my that was my thought. So what did you um, do, Trevor? I don't like where this is going. This is you're not going to like what is. No. I'm sorry. Like like I wanted to call in for ages, never did, and now no I'm going to tell you a story. No, go ahead, it's go ahead. Make you hate me, Trevor. I'm going to say this. I'm not going to judge you on this. No. Well, you should soon. Okay. So should you, Stephanie. Well, I was going to. Okay. But so what we did is this is the '90s. Um, my friend's girlfriend has a. A Saturn Coupe. I can't remember the model year, but, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So um, I, my part of the mission early on was to go to the Saturn dealership in town and ask them the specific interior volume of this Saturn Coupe. Now, at the same time, I had a friend who went with her to the gym and somehow managed to, to get a copy of her keys, car keys, um, at that point, we had what we called Operation Avogadro, which is like Avogadro's number, 6.02 times 10 to the 23rd, um, which was an approximation of how many styrofoam packing peanuts. Well, we I'm going to say get. I'm going to say this first of all. Yeah, please. There's a, there's a, there's a, 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 an intelligence going into this that scares me right off the top. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm sorry, I know. So, so you go and you get what is this? No, go ahead. Okay, okay. So I'll walk it back one step. So she has a nice car, and you know how in high school cars are really important. Yeah, she has yeah. this car. Yeah. Um, and now at this point, we have the interior volume of the car, and we have a car key. Uh huh. So what do you do in the car? Let's pick it up here. This is not okay. So I, so I work at a place where just short story. Um, I can hire, I can buy vast quantities of styrofoam packing peanuts. Okay. 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 So then late at night, my friends and I sneak into her driveway, open up the car, turn the car on, roll back the sunroof, mm-hmm. and. <laughs> And, and and fill the entire car with styrofoam packing mm-hmm. peanuts to the brim. Yeah. So That's this, it. I'm this, sorry. You okay. can abuse well, no, no, me no, now. But this I'm is sorry. what I'm going to say. This is what... Okay. No. It's just she doesn't know who got. This has nothing to do with evening a score at all. This is just. This is a you... prank. Yes. This is this is a slightly a slightly me... like a, not slightly. This is a messy prank you did. You're right. No, I and I, I think we 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 realized that pretty soon mm-hmm. because her suspicion did not fall on us. And you know, I did. I felt bad almost immediately because it wasn't clear. Yeah. You know. Um, All right. Well. So I don't know. I mean, you were the of, bad, look. Yeah. You were the bad guy in it. I like I said. I'm sorry. Yeah. There, are, there are worse versions of what I thought you were going to do. That you yeah, did a thing. Absolutely. Oh no. Oh no! What did you think I was going to do? No, but I didn't think it was going to be the what you did is like what uh, like uh, like it's like a sports like it's like hazing a rookie (laughs) is what you did, right? Where they're like, "Hey, rookie, we filled your car with packing peanuts," (laughs) and then the rookie just has to take it. He just has to clean him out. Yeah. Oh, when you put it that way, I don't feel nearly as bad. So she probably went and she was like, "Wait, what? What's up with my car?" Wait, wait. Oh, come these, on. Ah. Uh, uh, <laughs> like, that was it. Got uh, a couple but, trash bags and, yeah, and scooped them out. And then va- a well, vacuuming at the 
car wash. Yeah, yeah. She probably had to I mean, yeah. my guess is, and I, I don't know, but like, I think that when she opened the door up and it, it flowed out, you know, that was probably the only point that it was funny. Sure. I agree. You know? All right. But, um, but anyway, Tom, I just want to thank you for letting me on the air. I've, um, I've, of course. You have a great you. All right, goodbye. Best show, hi. Hey, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm wonderful. I'm Jamie from Memphis. Jamie from Memphis. Well, Jamie, it's me, Tom, and you're here with me and Stephanie. Hi, Jamie. Hey, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Do you watch Atlanta, Jamie? You know, I, I started watching it on your recommendation, and it is so excellent. Oh, thank you. It's really nice of you. Oh, yeah. It's marvelous. Who's your favorite character? Ooh, um, I'm drawing a blank on his name, but he is the dude that is, like, so super spacey. You know, oh, like, it's, like he's got his foot in another dimension. Yeah, yes. absolutely. He's a good one. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, you know, really the whole cast is great. Wonderful ensemble. Yes. So what do you have for the topic tonight? Well, Jamie? I was thinking Revenge. of the, and I hope I'm not being repetitive because I've been able to listen to the show All tonight, right. but uh, the, the Bugs Bunny cartoon called Long Haired Hair. Long hair, which one is that now? That's the one where this really huge opera singer with blonde hair breaks Bugs' banjo, and so Bugs pretends to be a conductor and, like, really screws with the guy. Okay, that makes the list. If Look, I'm going to say this. I could fill this list with 50 Bugs Bunny things. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Bugs Bunny is my all-time. If there's anything in, in comedy that is an influence on me. It's Bugs Bunny. Really? Because if anybody ever wanted to be left alone, it was Bugs Bunny. I don't think he wanted to be left alone. I but, think he wanted the spotlight. I think he liked it. I think most he was of these start, Most of these start off, he's just in his rabbit hole, and then suddenly somebody starts drilling outside they his start, thing. They start bugging with bugs. Yeah. But he his his eyes light up, and you can tell he loves it. Like oh. he's been waiting for it. Oh, well, you know what I'm saying? Look, he might be ready for it. I think he love. I think he lives for being bothered, okay. so he can. Well, that is interesting. So you're you're saying that maybe he's putting himself into situations where he could b- become. I bothered. think so. I think that we don't know enough of the 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 pretext when we jump into these episodes. Sure. We Look. see him minding his own business, but I think that he puts himself maybe in situations where he can be wily and you know, like a baseball field. The book, the baseball <laughs> exactly. episode. <laughs> yes, he shouldn't live in center field if he doesn't want to be bothered by baseball players. That's field, if anything. fair. Bugs Bunny, he's in the wrong in that one. Where, although, the thing when you think, it's like, has there ever been a greater mind for dismantling psychologically? He dresses sure. a woman. Some of these dresses yeah. are late and he's messing with their, yeah. like, they're, they're like they they're losing their marbles. He's hurting them physically, mentally. Mentally, they're, they're he's losing their scrambling their brains. Yes. yes. <laughs> Suddenly, Elmer Fudd is just attracted. To... No, he is, no questions asked. He's like, this is this is the reality I live in now. I'm attracted yes. to <laughs> to, yes. to a rabbit. Funny. First of all, like <laughs> weird. He's a human. No rabbit should be attractive to Elmer Fudd. Any human being, yes. some may say. So then he 
then he just goes, but he just like, so then it's like the person he's, he weirdly lowers his guard. He's a track. Then he gets brutalized again. <laughs> Cause he'll go up against that. Like when he goes up against Daffy duck and he does the duck season, rabbit season. Right. Thing, and he does, he says it twice. And then suddenly you have Daffy duck putting a gun to his forehead and demanding <laughs> that it get, that you fire the gun. I'm telling you, it's duck season. And he's pressing the gun against his own head. Like that's, there's, no one has ever been at a higher level than to do that. But do you the, feel like, do you feel like Bugs Bunny is one of those people that you're talking about people, one of those uh, uh, animals slash people that you're talking about that, um, the ends don't justify, or he, what, he's, He's overreacting. I mean, I guess people are out to kill him. You know, they're out to get him, especially if it's they're Elmer Fudd. They're out to Fudd, end his life. He's not, he's hunting him. Elmer Fudd is hunting Bugs Bunny. <laughs> this is most dangerous game. So he's, he's getting back at the <laughs> So the hunter becomes the hunted. Sure, that I, I guess I can get on board with that because it's his life. But at the same time, I still stick by like you're a rabbit man. You know, you know what's out there. <laughs> the baseball one, sure, hundred percent on Bugs that one. <laughs> but then again, that baseball player was pretty mean I mean, when he had his stogie in Bugs' face. Right? When was the, I'm sure you've been mean to a bunch of rats. You know, it's the same kind of thing. You see him scurrying oh, around, you scream hey, at him, you like, look at that ugly if rat. They, if they went, if they want to go for it, I say to the rats, you want to get back at me for yelling at you? Figure it out. I'm here. I'll, I'll take my lumps. If these rats want to team up and make me play them in baseball, then I guess I would have to face the music on that. All right. Yeah, all right. Uh, so you would you say you say that the opera won because his banjo gets smashed? Yeah, he breaks it over his head. He hits him with it. Oh. Yeah. It's pretty brutal. And there's also a high-low kind of thing going on there with like right. you with your banjo. It's a status thing. Yeah. It's more of a class. It's a comment on classism, I think. It's, yes. it's a, there's a broader conversation going on. So then for Bugs Bunny to become a conductor. I mean, he had to overcome a lot to get to – let's let's think of the steps that it had to take him to attain a position like that. A, a, yes. a bunny. Yes. He needed a tuxedo jacket. <laughs> He had to get his hands a on wig? a wig and a jacket. That's not easy. It's not easy for a rabbit to do. A, a bunny, A conductor even. stick. Yeah. And then he drove that, that opera singer crazy <laughs> by... by. So he had to establish a relationship with an opera singer. You know yeah. what I mean? Like he... I mean, mm-hmm. there's a lot of... There's a lot of casualties, some may say. I'm going to say, Mike... Well, not you. Dudio. Put Bugs Bunny, where should Bugs Bunny, just Bugs Bunny in general. He, the body of work is yes. too great. He's a great revenge seeker. I'd say a 10. Put him at 10. Ooh, okay. thank you. All right, thanks. Great call, buddy. Night. Night. Bye. Now, one I know I've seen that you have not seen is John Wick. Oh, yeah, I know. And I should, I should have seen John Wick, and it's not because I didn't want to see John Wick, but it was because... When I had the opportunity to finally sit down and watch John Wick, I watched it the day that my dog died. Um, and I, my plan was to watch something that 
would not remind me of a dog and was mm-hmm. just going to be completely, you know, like, oh, you know, this is yeah. an action movie. Let me just throw this on. I hear amazing things about it. Let me put it on. And the first 10 minutes, I was a mess. The yeah. whole movie is about a dead dog. Yeah. The whole, I, I could not have picked a worse movie. I watched mm-hmm. nothing else after that that night and just cried myself to sleep. Yeah. Well, that I'm on behalf of <laughs> John Wick. I apologize. He's from That's New Jersey. Okay. I feel like I... New Jersey. John Wick is from Jersey. He is. Wow. What part? He, go, he goes in... Uh, I'd probably say it's uh, somewhere in Essex County. Okay. Because he drives into New York to take care of his business. Okay. He, uh... Because John Wick, his wife is sick. He's an ex-hitman. His wife is... Sure. He, sure, he sure, gives sure. it all up. So that he can this be with, the, with his wife. I'm, st- I'm still with you here. I saw this part. This part you saw. Uh-huh. And then soon. What was your dog's name, by the way? My dog's name is Winston. Winston. What kind of dog was Winston? He's an English bulldog. Oh, I'm mm-hmm. sorry. It's okay. So, so then, yeah. So then his wife arranges for when she dies to send a puppy Ugh. to John Wick. Look, it's not easy. This yeah. is not easy. <laughs> Puppy shows up. John Wick goes to a gas station. Some hoods are at the gas station, and they're just like, how much for the car? And he's like, <laughs> car's not for sale. And Great, then, Keanu. Thank you. Yeah. And then they figure out where he lives. The hoods go. Uh-huh. Beat John Wick. Right. Beat the dog to death. To death. They kill this dog. Kill the dog and then steal the car. Yeah. And then John Wick promptly from that point goes into his basement, picks up a sledgehammer, smashes the floors of the, of the basement floor where he has all of these weapons hidden down there. Right. And then wipes out everyone who came in that was between him and that dog. Ugh. Do you want to know the end of John Wick? No. Well, first of all. You know what? You know, go, I'll watch it. I'm anyway. going to say. Go ahead and say. No, please speak. You can guess the end of John Wick. He's successful. He gets a new dog. Everyone's he, dead. I mean, everyone's dead. Does he, he get goes, a new animal? He does. Yeah, he goes. See? The final scene. Uh-huh. And look, I'm not ruining anything for no, you. No, listen. I, I just guessed it literally in two seconds. He goes into the pound uh-huh. where he's been. He's been stabbed, and he crawls into, like, an animal shelter. Of course. Injects himself just to, like, clean his own wounds up. And then he sees a dog where it just says, like, to be killed. Ah. Uh. And then he pops a cage. He's like, come on. <laughs> and then him and the dog, who's a pit bull. Okay. They both leave together. Some might say the pit bull's him. Some might say. Yes. Some might say. <laughs> so I'm putting John Wick. Put John. Can you put John Wick at four? Four. Very high. Okay. It's a very important movie Listen, to me. I'll watch it. I'll get over myself because it's the purest revenge movie. It is. There's it is. no it's love interest in it. Yeah. When his wife dies, that's it for love in the thing. The only it's, love is the dog. Hey, you took my. You killed my dog. Yes. And so I gotta the, kill you. And there's a point where somebody is just like, "This is about a dog." <laughs> He's killing us. He's killing us. Dog. dog. Yeah. This beagle. And as far as John Wick would be concerned, he's like, yes, I am. You shouldn't have. Listen, 
this none of, he uh, he th- he stops and he thinks about it and he's like you're right if you, none of you had killed my animal you started this my dog yeah. this would not be happening right yeah. now he's That's just fair. like I did not start this game let's see here hey who's good here Mike best show hi hello Tom oh my goodness this is uh. Now, Stephanie, you you are uh, you're, the show Atlanta takes uh-huh. place in the city of Atlanta. Sure. Now, this guy, if, am I correct? Am I before I do some preamble? This is who <laughs> I think it is, right? I think I think it's who you this think guy it is. is from. This guy's from Huntsville, Alabama. Oh, I love it! Hello. This guy. His Hello, name Stephanie. Is, his name Hello. is Jason. Jason. He is. First of all. In the, all right, your your master's in the the can. Calm down. So um, now there's a dog here, and I'm so the dog was looking at me. The dog's like, like, all right, wait a minute. These dogs have no sense of time. Drives me nuts. So when in the and this all ties together. In the episode of Atlanta that you wrote with Bibby, uh-huh. one of the one of the key points is Zaxby's. Absolutely. It. Now this Zaxby. guy Jason, Jason from Huntsville, he loves Zaxby's. Oh. So I'm a Zaxby's aficionado. He's, oh. a, he's a Zaxby's aficionado. He loves it. He goes there. He gets the salad. Oh, I, I my favorite salad is the blue salad, Jason. I like the blues salad. I also like the Cobb salad, but mm. I do like the blues salad. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely, I had to call. I have I have something for the topic, but when I found out you wrote that episode, they had Zaxby's in it. I just wanted to thank you for representing. Oh, my God, of course. For rep- yeah. representing Zaxby's. Because I would eat Zaxby's out of, a, out of someone's garage. Yeah, I, I know do. a lot of people that would. And you know yeah, what? It's, it's a bummer that it's not all over the country. That's something I did not know. I know. Growing I up, kinda, I'm kind of glad in a way. No, it's yeah, it's, like, it's our it's our it's our special yeah. secret: fast food, fried chicken, and or chicken wings. Right, it's, and it's right down the middle of the road, like as far as the decor goes. Oh yeah, and like yeah. what it is, like you could not get more between like an actual restaurant <laughs> and a fast food restaurant. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It is yeah. <laughs> riding that border hard. So with yeah. Zaxby's for uh, for the for uh, the the Yankees up here, right? What is, what is what is the closest thing? Cheesecake Factory? No, 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 no. no. What would, I would say the uh, closest thing? Friendlies? No, no. Gas station? Tom, you know you know like a Cracker Barrel, right? Oh, of course, yes, I know Cracker. It's like Barrel. a really toned down. It's a Cracker. cracker it's a Cracker Barrel meets Taco Bell. So it's yes. like. Wow! So it's drive through. So it's like wait, Zaxby's is just drive through. No, it's not no, just drive through. No. It's like, but I, you know, you can okay. you can go and get stuff. But I mean, okay. when it's later at night, you just hop in the yeah. car, do a drive through, and get or, get okay. some chicken. Or so. if you're alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's nothing yes. sadder than sitting at a sitting at a Zaxby's with all those flags <laughs> in the restaurant. You know what I'm talking about? So the decor. It's yeah, it's yeah. it's, it's cracker barrelly. Can you yeah, buy but, it, but it's like a lazy cracker barrel, like if the guy that laid out the cracker barrel like bought everything at the same place on the same day. Well let me yes. ask you this. Can I buy a rocking chair at a Zaxby's? No. No. 
Well, I can get one at a Cracker Barrel. My right, you can't even steal chair. a rocking chair at Zaxby's. No, there are no rocking chairs. No rocking Does chairs. Zaxby's have golf tee games that I can play at the table no. where I no. move the golf, where, where I try you to do jump the jump, the, the, yes. the jump the, the on the triangle? triangle. Yes. No, you got to bring your own game. I got to bring. Wait, I got to bring my own game. There are no yeah. games. Okay. Here's the thing: it's it's almost like if there was a KFC. Mm-hmm. That vacated a premises and you okay. were like, you know, for like six months it was nothing. Uh huh. And yeah. then like maybe for a month it was a bank. Okay. And then, and then like it was nothing again for another six months. And then there was Zaxby's comes into yeah. town and then it's there for like yeah. so it was six a, years. It was a bank and they were just like, at some point we're either going to have to turn this place into a restaurant or get rid of these fryers yeah. that were here. <laughs> I will tell you this: the buildings do have sort of a serial numbers filed off kind of feel to them. Can yeah. you get a Reba McIntyre CD at a Zaxby's? Okay, no. I, you no. know, Jason. The more I think about this, it's less Cracker Barrel and his. Yeah, Cracker Barrel. The only thing that's Cracker Barrel like is what is they got junk all over the wall. Sure. Yeah, but yeah. no. Dolls that no kid no, would ever no, find no, no. take it's like, comfort it's, it's in. Almost, you know what? It's it's more like it's more like a fast food TGI Fridays. How about that, okay. Jason? Is that a yes. fair? You know, junk yes. all, junk all over the walls, but not as fun. Yeah, yeah, that that's fair. Not as fun but, but though. The, is it generic junk on the walls, like, or is it local? Like, will they have a picture of the local team? It's so local. They'll, they'll they slap a, the yeah. they'll slap like a local football team up there or mm-hmm. something. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So they'll have a, they'll have that to kind of keep. But like mine, at mine, they got like skis up there. Yeah, ski they poles. get ski, they get mm-hmm. skis. I, I just distinctly remember like flags, like, you know, this, what are the triangle right. flags called? The ones that are. Hey, Stephanie, does, does yours actually, is the one you go to, do they have the Charlie Chaplin pointing at the restrooms? I don't know. See, I we have I'm a most- Charlie Chaplin making a disgusted face, <laughs> and it says restrooms, and he's pointing at the restrooms, and it's disturbing. <laughs> I think he's holding toilet paper. It's very disturbing. I don't. I don't. It's my least favorite thing in the Zaxby's. Speaking of which, I went to Mike. What is that? What's that sandwich chain called? Not the. Help me here, Mike. There's one in 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 uh, uh, Jersey City, right on the right where the right on the water where WFMU used to where we used to go. Not Subway. Is it Schlotzky's? Not Schlotzky's. It's the what? Not Jimmy John's. Quiznos. Not Quiznos. It's the it's Jersey the, Mike's. Not Jersey Mike's. Come on. It's like the pot. The pot. What's the pot? Not Firehouse Subs. What, Pat? Potbelly, thank you, Pat. Pat get no, it's, it's shut up, Mike. It's it, Pat got it right. Potbelly sandwiches. I go into the to the well. If there's one right there, go l- look at it. I'll drive you there after the show. It's closed, but we can both pull look it up on Google there. Maps. Come on, yes, thank you, Jason. I go into the men's room at this uh, place to wash my hands, right? And what's on the? Oh, they have one picture in the in the bathroom there. A picture of Nathan Lane in the men's room. Where it's just like, what is it? Like, was he here? It's like, and it's not signed. He just used the men's room. Like, is the owner here? just a fan of Nathan Lane? And they pulled like a framed picture of him in the bathroom. It was just such an odd. It's not old timey. He's still alive and working. Right. 
<laughs> probably currently on Broadway. Definitely. And, yes, a very strange choice. That sounds like a revenge story. <laughs> yeah, Nathan Lane is... Yeah, I'll guy. hang you in the John. I swear to God, Nathan Lane. I'll show you, Lane. <laughs> Take this headshot. You wouldn't sign my headshot. I'm a potbelly. He was outside of Broadway theater. Nathan, please sign my <laughs> sign this headshot. I don't have time. Sorry, buddy. Oh yeah, buddy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're okay. my buddy now, huh? I guess we're buddies. Well, let's see how. Uh, where this headshot goes right in the can, buddy, <laughs> of of the pot belly that I own. That's why he's king. <laughs> now, Jason. Yes, sir. How are, how are you? Quickly, how are you? First, I'm, I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. How's your dog, Peppy? And he's all right. He's getting old. You know, Peppy's getting up there. He's well, not. What kind of dog is Peppy? He is a uh, half. Poodle half Shizu, he's a mutt. Oh. He's delightful, but he is getting old and kind of having some of those old age mm-hmm. things. He's getting up there. But well, good. Look, all the best to you and Peppy. He, he's a good fella. I, I did have just a couple revenge stories very please, quickly. Please, So I, I realized I didn't have any personal ones because I realized that anything I thought was a revenge story either was just a bad thing happening to me and I took it. <laughs> <laughs> or it was something I did to somebody that they didn't deserve. Right, right. So I, it, it's very tricky. It's almost like a Zaxby's. It's right down. <laughs> you got to play middle. that border. You got to you got a Zaxby's situation. Yeah. yeah. So I have no revenge stories, but two movies that came to mind. One was the this will bring in the kids the the uh, the Todd Browning classic Freaks. I don't know if you remember that movie. I've never watched it. I can't bring myself well, to watch it. It's Freaks. You know. It is what it is, and, and apparently Todd Browning, the director, he grew up around circus people, so he was sort of, pro- you know, probably more respectful treatment than you would imagine. Okay. All right. By watching it, but uh, anyway, it's it's really creepy. Uh, the revenge aspects are very creepy. But I don't expect it to go on the they, list because neither of you probably ever seen it. Because they all go. After you know what? I have the... seen Freaks in film school. Okay. Well, uh, do you remember the ending? I don't remember the ending. One of us. Yeah, they do that. Yeah, okay. That, That's I mean, the middle. It's in the middle. That's all I, that is in the middle. It's not the yeah. ending of that movie. What um, That's when everything's still good. The okay, one of us. Is it? Is it? Is it do they just go, who's the freak now? <laughs> right? It kind of. Yeah. Get away from me. Get away, you freaks. <laughs> hey, you freaks. Hey. You're all Todd Browning's freaks. <laughs> They do say that. They do say that in the movie. (laughs) And then the freaks. Then they turn the camera on the people in the theater and go, who's the freak now? Right. Right? They turn a mirror to the camera. You said you didn't see it. (laughs) What is that? That would be the greatest ending. You're the freaks. Oh, my God. (laughs) We're the freaks. They they roll up the screen and it's an actual mirror. (laughs) Freak. So, all right. Well, no one would ever go to the movies again. So that's number one. What was your number so the, two? So the second one is uh, Matt, the original Mad Max. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, which is like a Death Wish type premise. Death, Death Wish Down Under. Where his family gets wiped out. But the thing he does to the guy at the end where he, like, spoiler, you know, he 
the the cars like gas leaking out you of it. You can't worry. Look, and... people had their chance to see <laughs> the original Mad Max at this point. They came, hey, you ruined hey, it. what the heck? It came out in 1978. Well, if you haven't, pause this. If you're listening to this, go watch it. Okay. Come back. But yeah, he changed, you know, he changes the guy to the, the gas is running out and he gives him a hacksaw. Mm-hmm. And he leaves him there like he can cut through his arm or he can blow up. Yeah, you like That's that. That's his choice. You? Right? Right? <laughs> That's how you like it down there. What's well, more of a chance than, than they gave his family? Yeah. That's the yeah. way we, that's, that's Huntsville right. justice. Now imagine this, Fair. Jason. Nick Saban, Coach Nick Saban, your hero. Oh, boy. He's, you see, he's handcuffed (laughs) to a car, right? Yeah. But now you're faced, I'm trying to think, I can't think of the mechanics of this. I would would just probably just cut my arm off. Would you cut your own arm? What I want to ask you is, would you chop your own arm off to save Nick Saban? I would just do it out of sympathy, even if it wouldn't save him. Yeah, you just you give just it a do shot. It. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I just do it anyway. Yeah. Now, what's the feel down there since you guys won the big college football thing? Is everybody it, still in a delirious hangover? It, it feels like the natural. See, that's when it's unhealthy. Yeah. Now you, the, you know, most people aren't used to winning ever. Now you just you have this like default setting where winning is like yeah. Finally, we're back to normal here. We it's won kind everything. of bad because all you all you can do mm-hmm. is I mean that's really all you can do is because if you win, it's just maintaining. Yeah, like if you win the top honor in, in your sport, in your you know your level of sport, yeah. you're just yeah. okay. Well, good. Yeah, we that's, that's, we eked it out. Yeah, that's the baseline now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so what what you have to start doing is that team of yours has to like go what like challenge NFL teams yeah. to games now uh, we, to like get to like a it. new level of yeah. Like, like I'm hoping just, for like a Space Jam situation. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so you're yeah. hoping there's like some outer space football team yeah. shows up and that no pros will play them, but your college, yeah. well, Earth will be done then. Well, Jason, they'll be, they'll be college. They'll be space college. <laughs> Yeah. All right, my All friend. Right. Thank you so much. So nice it's good talking with y'all, and uh, that, thank. You, and Atlanta is all, is fantastic. Thank you. Okay. Good night. 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 He's a nice guy. Very nice. Ladies, people are saying on Twitter, "Lady Snowblood." That's a great movie. Lady Snowblood. Movie. A great movie. That's that's a uh, that's a, a Japanese revenge okay. movie that Kill Bill took huge. Oh, right, 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 right. From. Like it is. Kill Bill. It's great though. It's a really great movie. Studio, yeah. Lady Snowblood, uh, twelve, please. It's a great. Let's see what people are saying. Mrs. Doubtfire is that a revenge movie? Mrs. Doubtfire is absolutely a revenge movie because. But here's the thing: he almost kills Pierce Brosnan. He's allergic to the chilies. He mm-hmm. puts chilies all over his meal, like that. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't think that was appropriate. He almost mm-hmm. killed this nice man. That who, was, who did nothing wrong did other nothing than wrong fall but in love, love. Who didn't love his ex-wife? Who loved and the him. kids? Yeah. He put chili peppers. Mm-hmm. That was a step too far. Someone looked up the body counts on Death Wish. I'll tell you that in a second. So, but Mrs. Doubtfire, what do you say? 
revenge movie. I, it absolutely a little misguided. No, here's the thing: it, it is it is one thousand percent a revenge movie. The, the entire reason he's dressing up as an old woman is to <laughs> yeah, it's revenge. Yeah, they're it's gonna sick. they're gonna learn to love me. Yeah, you know, yeah. even if it's not me. And I'm going to put chili flakes in Pierce Brosnan's spaghetti. So you could remake that just as a straight horror movie. Yes, absolutely. You know what? That's a brilliant idea. I don't know why someone hasn't done that already. Just call it Doubtfire. <laughs> right? <laughs> absolutely. Oh. Yeah. Like, oh, like he's like smearing lipstick on his face. Like, oh, I'm going to go with it. Liquid gonna... latex yeah. all over yeah. his forehead. Yeah. Ugh. God. Just picture him go, oh, hello, hello. There, dear. And it's, like, creepy, though. Like His son watch, walks in on him peeing, but he, like, isn't afraid about it. Just stares, <laughs> locks eyes. Yeah. Everybody's just, just generally <laughs> ruined by this dad's... Cold this, horror yeah, of this weird, man that's... Yeah. The distant dad who... <laughs> the only way he could be... To try to reinstate some normalcy is to just trick the entire family and ruin everyone. Yeah, that could be a good harm. So where would you put Mrs. Doubtfire? Where would we put that? I don't even know Eight. if I'd put it on there. Let's put it low on there. It would be very low on there. 48. Yeah. 48, Mrs. Doubtfire. Uh-huh. Let's see. Someone had another good one here. Mrs. Doubtfire. Well, here are the death totals in Death Wish. Okay. Mike, how many people do you think in Death Wish 1? Eleven. Eleven. Higher than I thought. Death Wish 2, what do you think it is? Fifteen. Death Wish 3. It's 83. Okay. It's still... That's a, that's a, that's a pretty a big jump. Huge jump. So, But that makes this character just a mass murderer now. At that point, he's just... He's, he's a bandit. Yeah, he's a, he was responsible for triple digits just of... Of murders. Yes. Absolutely. In yeah, the name he's... of, let's see. <laughs> Wait, is he? So he's not. He's not still mad about the same thing in each movie. Someone always he? dies in his life, and then he goes too far. In and the cops are doing what? After well, the first few movies, his cops have let this man walk. Free. There's a cop who helps him in Death Wish Three, running like he convinces. Like when the gang starts coming, Bronson okay. and his cop kind of team up and start mowing okay, people okay, down. Okay. Let's see here. Punch Drunk Love. Mm. All right. I'd say that's a revenge movie. I'd say it was. I'm not a fan of that movie. I love that movie. You love that movie, oh, yeah. It's one I mean, of my most people. Are... Really? Yes. Wow. When he goes, all they smash his car. He's oh, finally yeah. in love. He it's finally he is finding something. They smash his car. Why? They stole his credit card number. All he did was be like, "Hey, you stole my credit card He's number." A weirdo. You they know? go look at. They go beat him up. They smash his car. Suddenly, he's got he's got love on his side. He takes a tire <laughs> jack, beats the tar out of all of them, gets on a plane and goes to Salt Lake City, <laughs> and faces down Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah. Punch drunk love twenty. Twenty. All right. Going okay. high with it. Yes. Okay. I'm trying to think of any. I bet you all the Adam Sandler movies are some version of a revenge like. I'm sure the Water Boy is a revenge movie, right? In some way. But a sports movie should not be a revenge movie because to even the score on the field is It's feels just kind of like this is what you're supposed to do. In sports, yes. Um, Gladiator. 
Oh, that's what, well, yeah, my friend Marsha just texted me and said Gladiator. Gladiator, definitely. Great revenge movie. Yes. But it's a mixture of what you're saying. It's it's not only a sports, it, it has a sports angle to it, but, yes. you know, he doesn't want to be in the sport. Yes. It's a slave sport. Yes, they also, it's like people in sports, generally, they're not just like, we killed people. <laughs> we didn't want to do this. Yes. <laughs> just so you know, if you're going to play for the Yankees. We killed your family. <laughs> now you're going, like, watch what? me hit the home run now. So, where should Gladiator be? I think Gladiator might be high up there, right? It should be high up. What's his name is such a jerk? Uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. Um, I thought you were going to say Russell Crowe. It could mean, go either way. Jerk. Very Australian. Where should he go on the, where should Gladiator go? Seven? Eight. 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 Studio. Eight. Chappie? I didn't see Chappie. I didn't see Chappie either. I'm not putting that on. That movie bothered me. I'm not putting Chappie on. (laughs) Um, I'm trying to think. What about... Let's see. Sheesh. I'm I'm not putting any of these... These Peck and Paw movies are creepy. I, I don't want them on the list. They creep me. Straw Dogs is a weird justifying. Another one of those ones where he's a liberal. And, and then, he's like, I'm just a normal guy. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. He's, he's like, no, that. you're an animal. And then don't got, you know that? You've, you've got like, you've got crazy, you know, they're, they're, I, I can't get behind like revenge like Cape Fear. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's the type of revenge that, I mean, you're not rooting for the guy. No, and all, any movie where they're just where everyone ends up, it's hard. There should be some element of where you realize revenge is not the purest, right, version of handling these things. And there is a line in in the uh, in Count of Monte Cristo. The final lines are about striking the balance in life. If only That's I was all, smart exactly. enough to quote this it. Is, right, it's it does read the thing. It's in there. Trust me. Go look for a copy. But right. I think so. it's all about justice. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. This is. It, 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 I will lead into to the Count of Monte Cristo that it is all about striking balance. If you're just going nuts for the sake of going nuts, mm-hmm. I yes. don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I. I mean, Memento. That's up there. As I'm thinking. What about scrolling. Animal House? I never saw Animal they House. They get their school taken. They uh, get, yeah. Okay. Yes. They yes. Their, yes their, yeah. They get their. They get their school taken. They got to take. They like got it. They get their fraternity revoked. So then they decide we are going to ruin this entire town. Right. And they they dismantle every part of everyone who ever did them wrong in it. We give it to them. Let's put Animal House at 22, please. I'm being told that there's a celebrity on line five. Okay. Mike, is that true? That's true. Being told. I'm being told the host of of HQ. Is wow. calling in. Yes. Hello. Scott Rogowski. Scott Rogowski. Yes. How are you, Scott? Hi. Oh, I'm, I couldn't be better. Hi. Hi, everybody. Scott, you're here with me, Tom. You know me, right? Yes. And, and you're th- here with my friend Stephanie Robinson, who's also anyone who likes entertainment's friend, also. <laughs> friend yes. to the entertainable. <laughs> A friend to one and a friend to all. Yes. Great. Hi. Great to talk to you guys. I'm, I'm, uh, now, I let me like just a, say, no. hold on, wait, hold on a second. Now, this guy, Scott Rogowski, 
He's the host of HQ, which is the hit app, game show app, interactive game show app, live interactive, right? That takes place two That's times right. a day. It's live. I, I could have done it live from the Baltimore-Washington International Airport tonight, which is where I'm stranded right now. You're stranded. Uh, could, couldn't make the show. Actually, couldn't do the show tonight <laughs> because of the storm that I, I hope is passed by now. You literally missed hosting literally HQ missed the show. Oh, man. Yeah. Was, fly, was flying back from L.A. today, trying to get back in time, and we had to be rerouted to Baltimore because we ran out of gas. Ooh, so wow. uh, no show tonight for me, but uh, you guys are going strong. Sounds yes. like yeah, we're in, it's a we're in this fun show tonight. Yeah, so Scott, we're talking about we're talking about revenge. Before I want to I want to talk about a special thing you're doing. I know you're very modest and you don't like to promote yourself, but uh, I'm just <laughs> going to say this: this guy he just doesn't do HQ. He hosts a, a talk show. That's how I got to know Scott. He hosts a talk yeah. show called Running Late. Right? Is that that's the name? That's Running right. Late. That's, that's the name. name. Running Late. I'm and, running uh, late tonight and. Next week, but now you're doing just, an, you're doing a, 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 a live. It's a live show. It's, it's, it's a live show. It's always been a live show. Doing it for almost seven years. You've been a guest a couple times, Tom, and yes. and uh, I've got a big show uh, next week, Tuesday. Next Tuesday night at the Gramercy Theater with some friends of Tom, some FOTs. Who's going on to one big show? show? We've got Paul Rudd, Paul Rudd, Ant Man, Ant Man himself Mr. will be on Ant Man himself. Yes, we've got David Cross. David Cross, half of Mr. Show is where people might know him getting a start, but a mm-hmm. top right. comedy Doc- dude. Dr. Funke. Yes. On Arrested Development. Yes. Uh-huh. And, uh, and uh, Nico Case. Nico Case. One of your favorites. Yes, one of my right. favorites. Great singer, great person. She's performing as well. Yeah, so, yeah, big show next Tuesday at Grammar Scene. Tickets are somehow still available. I don't know how this thing hasn't sold out already. There are tickets available. It could be, by this time with HQ, with this thing being this huge game show, it could be you, it should be, this thing should sell out if it's just going to be like, hey, watch Scott eat a a filet of fish sandwich, (laughs) right? Scott's going to come in with a McDonald's bag. The guy from HQ is going to eat McDonald's in a theater. Angry Whopper. Yeah, Angry Whopper. Guy rolls in, but no. This guy loads it with as, as, as Paul Rudd. That's loaded, man. That's like David fully Cross. loaded nachos right yeah. there. I mean, you can't get more loaded than that. I'm going to say this. That's a better lineup than I'm sure most of the talk shows have that night. I'm sure that right. lineup, those three guests, you could put up against Absolutely. anybody else's three guests. Oh, totally. Yeah, There's I, no I, drop-off. Sometimes, I will agree with you on that one. Some, I know. One's better than the next. Yeah. Amazing. They're all great. Sometimes so these it's, nights uh, you do have huge drop-off where it goes yeah. from me. It goes from Dick Cavett to Sal from <laughs> Impractical Jokers to me. Now, that's huge. <laughs> that's big drops between the three things. And then Dick Cavett had no time for me backstage at that one show. I was like, hey, I'm a big fan of yours. He goes, eh. And then like kept walking. Yeah, I was. Ha- I almost pushed him. I almost pushed him. I was so <laughs> tempted. Pushed him, not punched. Pushed from behind. Him. He walked past me. <laughs> I almost gave him a little little shove. Okay. So, but this bill, top to bottom, 
Where do? Where is this now? Gramercy Theater next to the Gramercy Theater, Twenty Third and Lex. If you can venture, what is going on in the background there? I'm 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 at this airport, Tom. We've been here for three hours now. There are kids running around. I have I I I have some celebrities on my flight, so we're all sort of bonding here. We've got a nice little crew. Zoe Kravitz. And uh, oh, wow. Alia Shockett from Arrested Development, and uh-huh. Andrea Savage, and Tom Everett Scott. We're all. Uh, it sounds all like the, the true TV upfront. <laughs> it sounds like the upfronts are getting delayed, baby. It sounds like someone's going to be missing their Q and A tomorrow. Yeah. Well, this is what I say. Look, you know what you should do, Scott. Why don't you say you got yeah. Zoe Kravitz, Alia Shockett, yeah. who else? Uh, Tom Everett Scott and Andrea Savage from I'm Sorry on True TV. Scott. Why don't you do that? Yeah. yeah. Go say to them, guys, Mr. HQ's renting a minivan and we're getting to New York. Why don't you, be, why don't you do it? Why don't you I was saying, this could, be the, this could be the third season of the search party right yeah. here. Why don't, you go, you go. why don't you go, why don't you go throw your, throw some of that HQ money around. Go rent, <laughs> go rent a, a car and for everybody to climb in and drive up to New York. I'm telling you, we could be there. We'd be there sooner than this flight. I'm Why don't we, you we, do, we it? do it? Do it. Do it. All right. Seriously. I'm going to rally the troops. You're three hours away by car. I know. I know. This is unbelievable. All their bags are stuck on the flight. They, they've checked their bags. It's a whole deal with them. I'm, I'm good to go. Well, but they've tell, got their bags checked. Look, you tell me they can't. You can't go get pe- luggage off of a thing. It'll show up in the morning. For you. The luggage <laughs> will show up in the morning. Everybody will spend the night in a hotel. Uh-huh. Scott. We're going to be sleeping at the gate. It's your worst nightmare, Tom. Scott. Sleeping at the gate. Scott, this is one of those moments. <laughs> a hero has to rise. This is one of those moments where you do it or you don't do it. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to look should cool? I pitch it? Should I pitch it to the group right now? Should I do it? Yes. Yeah. Look, right. well, any one of those people would be, well, maybe not Tom Everett, Scott, but any one of those people. <laughs> look, Aaliyah Shawkat. He's super cool. Zoe Kravitz super cool. That. Andrea Savage super cool. And then you. Oh, yeah. the guy from oh, you want to rent the van? You want to rent the van? I'm on a radio show right now and, and <laughs> yeah. explain the situation. Yeah. So like rent a van and just drive to New York. You want to do it? Who are you saying that, yeah. are you saying that to? Yeah. Who are you saying um, that to? Alicia Shawkat? In Baltimore. Who? Is this a radio station in Baltimore? That's <laughs> Hey. Oh, best show. Best show. Yeah. Hey, my name is Alia Shawkat. Hi, how are you? I'm friends with Nick Thorburn. How are you? Oh, great. Yes, I, I've heard oh, about you. Favorite Nick. people. Yeah. Uh, I'm not doing so great. My back's stuck on this flight. Well, this is, Aaliyah, what's going to happen now. <laughs> Scott's yeah. going to go rent uh, a minivan, and everyone's going to Yeah, but what about my bag, man? They'll be, what about the, my bag? they'll be at the hotel I, I, in the morning. I'm supposed to go to an event tomorrow. They'll be at the hotel in the morning. Shit. They'll be at the hotel no, in the morning. They- they told me they won't send it to me unless I make a claim, and the baggage, pl- it's just, this is what you it's do. all a mess. You go up Don't to the curse. counter. Go up to the counter and sc- just scream <laughs> yeah. at them and say, I have an event to be at. This guy's nice enough to drive us to New York so we can make our event. You guys get the luggage to my hotel by 8 a.m. Or, or else. Or else, or if you tell them, you see, you saw the end of Search Party Season 2, you might end <laughs> yeah. up in a similar fate, might befall you. This is all research. Yes. Well, my, my friend who I traveled here with is ditching me. Zoe just, Zoe just left. Zoe left, right. but I'm wow. like, I, I gotta stay with my bag. Whether I threaten them or not, I'm gonna stick with the bag. Yeah, I got my watch- friend Olivia, okay. she's sticking right. by me. Like, uh, look, leave, I'm gonna leave you alone. 
Thanks, Ali. Well, okay. thank you. You have Good a great night. Good luck in your life. Okay. <laughs> I'm back. I'm back, Tom. I'm back. Scott, that was exciting, right? Yeah. I need a little. You never know what you get when uh, <laughs> when you deal with when Scott Rogowski. Usually it's a Sklar brother. Yeah. Right? Sklar cousin. Like, which Sklar is going to get on the phone? Yeah. That's usually the case. Yeah. But, no, I... So. I venture that, but I wanted to participate in the topic. I'll let you guys go. I know it's what's ending, a revenge? What's a what's one of your favorite revenge things, Scott Rogowski? Well, I'm going to argue. I know you saw this movie, Tom. I just saw it on the plane <laughs> that mm. I thought it was going to land in New York five hours ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Phantom Thread, which ah, you know, yeah. there's some there's some interesting revenge going. It's a little subtle, but mm. there's a key revenge plot. I don't want to spoil it, I guess. But mm. would you agree that? And then it kind of twists. It becomes. I would say one hundred percent a revenge movie. Yeah, Phantom, look, that's one of my favorite. But I saw that movie a few times. I saw it in the I saw it in seventy millimeter twice. Do you not agree? Yeah, it's I, a revenge I, movie. I, I, no, no, I'm I'm wrapping my head. I didn't think okay. of it from that angle. Okay. Let me think. Probably would have been better seeing it seventy millimeter than the than the back of a headrest. No, you're not supposed <laughs> to watch. Like... Suddenly, yeah, that's. <laughs> you're watching this thing that's that's the most impeccably filmed thing ever, and meanwhile your screen freezes every once in a while so they can tell you the yeah, announcement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the pilot can just say there's some turbulence coming up. Yeah. This is how Paul Thomas Anderson intended it to be seen. So it was Phantom Thread or Dunkirk. Those are my options. <laughs> look, I say you're yeah. right. Uh-huh. Put Phantom Thread. How's how high can it go on the list, Dudio? Not number two, no. six. No, no, it's it's a next level. It's it's a low on the list, but it's, okay. it's, it's a twist. Thirteen. Thirteen, We're at 13. Is perfect. Ooh, interesting. Interesting. <laughs> I went to see that movie in L.A. Sun. I was working round the clock. I was so tired, but I was just like, I went to the ArcLight. Uh-huh. You know the ArcLight, dude. Yeah, right. That's your local theater now. Which right? ArcLight? The Are one on Hollywood? Sunset. I went okay. to the 11.30 show at night, uh-huh. 70 millimeter. I was the only one in the theater. Stop. It was one of the best experiences ever to be uh, to have a private screening of that movie in 70 millimeter. Yeah. It was the greatest. Yeah. Nobody, everybody leaving you alone. Then you go in the lobby and you look at the tuxedo. What did you love about that movie? I liked how funny it was and how funny he was. He was a mess, right? Yeah, but he's just like I like his physicality. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I like when he was like, uh, like when he when she's cutting the, make like scraping the toast, and he's like, it sounds like a horse is running through. Boom, like, like just him. When he's like, are you trying to sabotage me? Yeah, yeah. Are you an enemy? Do you have a gun? <laughs> greatest. All right, Scott. Look, you get home. Safe, All right, I'll let you. I'll let you get. But out. you'll definitely yeah. be back in New York in time for your show next Tuesday at the Gramercy Theater. Running late with Scott Rogowski, special guest Paul Rudd, David Cross, and Nico Case. Yeah, come on out, Stephanie. Right. It was a pleasure meeting you over the phone. So nice to meet you. Uh, big fan of your work big as well. Fan of you. Oh, come on. Look, and we're all fans. And Scott, I'm gonna say this. <laughs> yeah. Would it kill you? Just give me the code. <laughs> yeah. Just say like C B A C A. Yeah. It's like 
Let me win one. On Morse code. On Morse code it with my with my blank. Walk away with four dollars. Yeah, right. <laughs> Can't throw me four four dollars. We give we give up fifty thousand last night. We had Blake Shelton and Kelly Clarkson on the show with me last night. Did you happen to catch that one? I did. Not. I did the voice. No. I was out there. That's why I was out in L.A. for the voice with Blake and Kelly. It was pretty wild. But no, you're right. The, had, the money ends up. You've had De Niro on now. De Niro, Christy Yamaguchi. Christy Yamaguchi was on. You had the voice <laughs> and, uh, the on Rock. now. The Rock was the big one. The Rock was on, right? What about AP Mike? What about that? <laughs> the Staten Island Hustlers. Yeah, you get, you get the Staten. Get you should get the Staten Island Hustle crew on there. <laughs> Would be so great. It's a billion dollar idea. Yeah, right. Yeah. You could ask yeah. the question. Question that should be like question one. B, like what did the guy f- turn a meat slicer into? Two plane tickets. Two plane tickets B. to L.A. <laughs> All right, Scott. You know, All right. Good night, I'll talk everybody. To you later, buddy. Bye. Bye. Thanks. Mike. Revenge. The closing thoughts on revenge, Mike. Is it is it viable? Is it is it is it is it an, is it a low instinct? Okay. It's best served cold. What that's supposed to mean? Uh, and hot. Yeah. I would add to that. Yeah. What's that? No, I've heard it before. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm trying to think, what other revenge things have been left off? Let me check real quick here. Yeah. Do the do the rounds. Let's see. Billy yeah. Mike wants to talk about Billy Jack. But see, that's that old. You're dragging the. What, 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 like memento. Be? Memento's a good revenge one. 32 for Memento. Okay. How about that? That feels right. Let's see what else. Oh, there's pictures. Somebody put pictures of these Zaxby's in Huntsville on Twitter. <laughs> Love that. Are there any good kid revenge movies? What's a good, like, you know what I mean? The one where Frankie Munez gets revenge on. Yes, uh, Big Fat Liar on Big Paul Fat, Giamatti. Yes, his principal. Right? No, he he. Paul Giamatti steals his screenplay and oh, produces oh, that's it. That's right. Yeah. Doesn't okay. give him the credit. So him is so Frankie Muniz and Amanda Bynes. They yeah. do things like dye his pool blue. Blue. Yeah, and he comes out like a blue man. Yes. <laughs> What's it called again? Big, Big fat, fat liar. Big fat liar. 50. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Definitely that can't be higher. <laughs> that's got to be the lowest one. When and you also know. First of all, if you're stealing Frank, a screenplay Frankie Munez wrote, it's like it's an indictment on show business. <laughs> and if you're, if you're, and also if you steal his thing, you yeah. deserve anything you get. Exactly. I'm stealing Paul your body. Hey. So let's say this, Mike. Yeah. Well, uh, dude, you you gave me what now was RoboCop. Yeah. Pat did Falling Down, which was disallowed. Willard, I don't mm. know. You always say the weird. Mike says bad Ronald. I hear him yelling. <laughs> I don't know. Somebody should remake bad Ronald. What's it about again? What? You're you're out of here. <laughs> We're done. All right, Django Unchained should be on it. Which Rocky Four? That's true. He does avenge. Yeah. 
He does go to avenge in that in the Rocky movie. That one he's avenging uh, Apollo Creed's death. Okay. Yeah, well, Rocky Four can make the list, even though it's the worst Rocky movie. I think Five might be the worst one. Put Rocky Four at forty-eight. Which one? Which one of the Rockies has the robot? The Happy Rocky Birthday Polly robot. That's Rocky That's Four. four? Yeah. You put forty-nine Rocky Four. <laughs> yes, it has the uh, the Rocky the robot that Paulie gets is Happy in, Birthday Polly. Yes, what that's it says in to him. Rocky Four. And then, uh, and that's not the worst Rocky, the one with the Happy Birthday robot. Rocky Five is the worst okay. one. Rocky Balboa is not so hot. Um, I think the best Rocky movie now is either Rocky or Creed. Creed, or the yeah. best one. Yeah, Creed's not a revenge movie though. No. Let's see. Here we go. Let's see. Checking. Final looks here. Let's see. Now, his people talking about crater face from Greece. (laughs) (laughs) Gleaming the cube. What's that? That's the skateboard movie. Which one? Gleaming the cube. I don't even know what that is. Mike? Gleaming the cube. I'm not asking. You don't know. <laughs> and just so you know, also just realize this. We'll take the final calls and then we'll wrap it up. This Friday, my friend Pat Byrne, one of my favorite people. You know that Pat, right? Pat? He has a live show at under at under St. Mark's Theater this Friday. It's called Comic to Watch with Pat Byrne. Friday, May 18th, 9 p.m. under St. Mark's Theater. It's only $5. Special guest, the of Claire O'Kane is also going to be on the bill. Very funny. My uh, friend of, of of the show and uh, personally, uh, Claire O'Kane, very funny. Uh, the brother gets murdered and Christian Slater avenges his death in Gleaming the Cube. I'm not putting it on now. I don't know. That seems like a... <laughs> Yeah, Gladiator is probably the, that's got to be one of the purest revenge movies. What about The Fugitive? The Fugitive, well he, I don't know. It was revenge against that doctor who sick the one-armed man on him. That feels like a frame-up. That's like a name-clearer of a thing. Right, okay. That's like, like, yeah, I don't know. I think it's close, though. It's danced around it. Yeah. It's the Zaxby's of revenge movies. Yes, it's half it's right in that border. So it's half Taco Bell. No, it's it's a it's a fast food joint. Listen, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you're gonna sit in your car and you're gonna you drive up to the window and you're gonna order a salad. Mm-hmm. If you need to get in there, you will. And but it's it... not. It's it's literally the size of a Taco Bell. Okay. Put the Van Morrison uh, contractual obligation album at forty one, please. <laughs> We got that. Oh, yeah, Point Blank. That's a huge revenge movie. Lee Marvin. Right? He just wants his money back. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 20. 20. That's a hard 20. Point Blank. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to pull the plug on this. What's Day of the Animals? What? Shows at 9 o'clock. 
Okay, the show's at 9 o'clock. Yeah, no, no. I just It's Friday, May 18th. Just confirm all of these things, Pat. It's called Comic... No, I'm serious. Comic to Watch. The Pat Byrne Live. That's me. Uh-huh. Friday, May 18th. 9 p.m. Under St. Mark's Theater, yes. New York City, New York, New York. $5, That's right. special guest Claire O'Kane, who could be doing her own show. This is like a two-for-one. Two-for-one, special. Yeah. Best deal in New York. It is. Well, All right. And what's that? Dollar slices. Dollar slices. Oh, you're... All right. I'm talking about parasites from eating pizza. <laughs> what do you uh, think? You feeling? I think this. I think we did what we had to do here. Right? Yeah, I think we we covered a lot, a, all yeah. sorts of types of revenge too. Did you Did Pat you Pat have fun? I had so much fun. Can I come back someday? Of course, Stephanie Robinson. You can this come back. Great. And people can find you where now. They can find me where, meaning what? On God, social, on Twitter social media, or on the Twitter, or like, yeah. yes, it's not Twitter. Stephanie Robinson, but it's S T E F A N I. Like Stefani, like Gwen Stefani. Yes. My so mom she... thought she was being clever, and, mm-hmm. you know, now no one can find Well, me. she might have been ahead of the curve with social media. She knew she to was, give and you I got name. my, I carved out my own space mm-hmm. because of that. Now we're going to take some final calls and then wrap okay. it up. Best show, hi. Hey, Tom. Hi, who's yeah, this? How are you? Who's this now? Dan? Oh, yep. I know this. Okay. You know this, Dan. Yeah. What's up, Dan? I have I have a very, it's, it's, I'm not proud. I have a very quick revenge story. It's probably the pettiest one. All right. If you have time. Yes, please. So when I was in high school, first, second day, probably like, I don't know, ninth grade, something like that. Mm-hmm. Guy in my class said something disrespectful. I can't even remember what he said. But he had the locker next to mine. Yeah. And what I did is I stood back while he opened his locker. I memorized his locker combination. Okay. It's got that sneaky then, quality, which is uh, good for a revenge story. So, and then proceeded to every opportunity I had for the rest of the year. Unlock his locker. Turn the locker around the other way. Close the locker. Never touch his stuff. Never did anything other than just yeah. turn his walk the wrong way. It's like a creepy crawl. <laughs> basically, yeah. Manson basically family. a psychological Manson operation. Family, Manson family creepy crawl. Go and slide the furniture six inches. That's what you were doing. You were a high school creepy crawl. Put this on the list. Put Dan. Put Dan on the I'm putting you on the list. This is creepy Creep, enough. High school creepy crawl? 18. 18? Yes. He's right. that high. I like that. Thanks, Dan. Thank you, Tom. Right. Best show, hi. Hello, this is uh, Ben in Portland, Oregon. Ben in Portland, Oregon. What's up, Ben? Hey, uh, I had something for the topic. Okay, you're here with me and uh, Stephanie Robinson. Hi. Oh, hi, Tiffany. Hey. Stephanie. I'm a... Uh, oh, Stephanie. Sorry. That's all right. Uh, big fan of Atlanta. Oh, thank you. What's your favorite character on the show? Probably Darius. Also, right. he's a great one. It's like a Rorschach. I know, seriously. So, yeah. go ahead. Now, what do, what do you have, uh, my friend? It's it's uh, kind of a stretch, but uh, I was thinking Punch Drunk Love kind of feels it's like a revenge movie it's to on me. The, it's on the list. It made the list already. 
Oh, it is? It is. Yeah, it's on there. there. Oh, wow. What about uh, The Long Goodbye? The Robert hmm. Altman movie yes. about the Raymond Chandler book. It's, see, that to me is more of a detective thing with with like it's not it's not like full revenge. That's that's him piecing it no. together at the last second. To but that revenge at the end is pretty yeah pretty good. But it's also so I, not I see what, what you mean. But it's not about revenge. Right. It's about solving a mystery. Yeah, that's true. With some revenge tacked on at the end. Yeah. The uh, City of God, That's that was the last one I had. The Brazilian movie. Mm-hmm. I never saw that. You never saw City of God? That's a good not. one. I did not. That's got a lot of revenge. Oh, well. I haven't seen it in a long time. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good movie. All right. But, yeah, Punch Drunk Love, I'm glad it's all it. Yes. All right. Have a good night. Bye. Bye. All right, final two calls. Best show, hi. Uh, hey, this is Rob from Rochester. How are you all doing? Ralph? Yeah, yeah. Ralph? Rob. Rob. Yes. Hi, Rob. You're here with me, Tom, and Stephanie Robinson. Hi. Hi, Tom. Hi, Stephanie. I got one for the topic. For revenge. What do you got? About the Princess Bride. Yeah, that's like... Yeah. He comes all the way back. He does. Princess Um, Bride. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say that's even the name of the ship that the Dread Pirate Roberts has, The Revenge. It's The Revenge, yeah. Yes. There are elements in there. I'll give yes. it to you. Yeah. All right. 36. Yeah. Sounds that good. Thank you very much. And don't let any calls through, Mike. We're done. Thank you, buddy. Final call, final call. Best show, hi. Oh, as I live and breathe. Tom, hello. I don't like when people say my thing back at me. Who's this? I apologize. That's all right. No, I need to apologize. Who's this? Jesse from Vancouver. Hold on. Jeffy? Yeah. All right, Jeffy. What do you got? Uh, Jesse, (laughs) Um, are you on the list yet? Am I on the list? Like, for what revenge would I get? Or The revenge you doled out to Evelyn (laughs) Bob. Hey, Mike, put on the list, there was a call from Jeffy, right? Yeah. Like, if this, like if I was getting revenge on this, what would the revenge be, Jeffy? What would be the proper revenge? I apologize, I have a loud cat here. Uh, the revenge on Evelyn Bob, when you uh, bad companied him, I, I uh-huh. kind of enjoyed that. <laughs> I like when I bad company though, okay. Because mm-hmm. that's like, because what we do is we play the song "Bad Company" when like a call, when a call is like particularly bad, we play the song "Bad Company." <laughs> I love it. And it just like so you liked when I played the "Bad Company" thing for Avalanche Bob last week. I think I know where this is going. Where's it going? Isn't there some some background music? Listen, do you hear it? I don't hear anything. <laughs> Uh. You can't hear it. Am I doing it? Am I not doing it? Jeffy, this is revenge on your weird call. This is how you make me end my show? This is how you make me end my show, Jeffy? Uh, yeah. You, you kind of deserve it, Tom. What's that? <laughs> I'm just messing with you. No, no. 
Jeffy. Jeffy. Yeah. Any final thoughts? I think so. You do. It's why they call me. Anticlimactic when he thanks me for everything I do. I but I'm going to say to everybody, I'm going to say, first of all, I'm going to say thank you. Speaking of thank you, thank you to my friend Stephanie Robinson. Thanks for, for having coming. me on here. This was such a blast. It was so much fun. Ugh, I love it. You come back whenever you want. I, I will take you up on that. That right. square pizza. Well, you can't the guarantee it's square pizza. Well, you have to come back for the love of the show, not the love okay. of the pizza. All right. I can make that work. So. All right. Enough of the bad company song. I'm going to play something on the way out. I'm going to play something from. Uh, boo, boo, boo. What should I play, Mike? Bat Fangs? You don't know. Mike doesn't even know. Doesn't know any band after 1974. <laughs> Bat Fangs. You know Bat Fangs. It's the it's uh, uh, Betsy from uh, X Hex. It's her band. We're gonna play something from their album, which came out on Don Giovanni uh, earlier this year. Let's play Wolf Bite. Be back next week. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.